All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of flesh compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are a brand new podcast, hoping to bring you some uh, some good scares, some good enjoyment, and uh, all that fun stuff that goes along with horror movies. I am your host, David, and with me, and hopefully staying with me for the foreseeable future, are Jeff. Hello. And Neri. How you doing? And if you recognize our voices, it might be because you are a loyal Geek Bro listener. And uh, you might recognize this from the uh, the Mount Geekmore podcast, from the Woo Bro podcast, the What's Up Bro, uh, from uh, House of Heel, mm-hmm. right? And um, and so we are here, first episode, and we are going to discuss uh, later on because we got we got some some introductions for for new listeners and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. The Exorcist. Yeah, the but classic. before before we get to uh to green uh green pea split split pea soup. <laughs> green pee pee. <laughs> before we get to, before the, we green get to the green pee pee <laughs> and uh and to uh to, to letting Jesus fuck us. We uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well to start off strong. Who's well. gonna say no to Jesus though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? That silky brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> You wait. He's always ha- ripped. You see him on that cross. He's always ripped. That was, you know, that's a Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. He used Is to it? stand up back in the day, okay, like in the eighties, and he used to do. A, he had a joke about like you ever notice his abs? Oh no, that was Greg Giraldo. Okay, when he was like, oh my god, look at like some, there had to be somebody like watching Jesus like. Ah. Well, he has great abs though. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey had the one where he was like. You know, if that like Jesus was on the cross and people were like, you know, crucifying him, and he's like, he did his whole act out where he's like, <sighs> wait till my dad hears about this. <laughs> wait till my dad hears about this. And this is the, the type of wholesome programming <laughs> that you're you going to get find on, on Shudder. On Shudder. On Shudder. 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 Jesus well, Christ. And, and, and this is a nice segue. So hopefully, uh, we're, we're going to try to uh, every month. Bring you, uh, bring you a different horror movie at and, least once a month. Uh, at least once a month. At least, right? Um, We're saying monthly, right? With the intention of bringing you more. We guarantee once a month. Right. We cannot guarantee more. But we want. But we're going to try to do more. And we can't guarantee that you'll like the episode. No. But we'll finish. But we, <laughs> <laughs> which is what's important. That's all that You're matters. good. You're good. I'm going to turn over now. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Can you make me a sandwich? You go. <laughs> Money's on the dresser, chocolate. Um, so, Love you. Uh, so we we are <laughs> we we are gonna try to to use uh, streaming services because they they are they are fantastic. And um, so with uh, with Netflix and Shutter and Hulu, Shutter by the way, for those of you who don't know, is like the Netflix for horror movies. It literally is five dollars a month, and I you, cannot sing enough of its praises. And we're um, not getting, we're not getting, we're not, we're not back no, to them. Not, no, uh, n- n- nothing at not all. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're gonna try to keep this as much as possible on on the Shutter and the Netflix and the Hulu and and the streaming services. If all else fails. 
We will try to pick something that's on iTunes that you can rent for very little money, uh, and you don't have to go to the the dark web to find the the one VHS copy that's left of some movie that was filmed in Czechoslovakia before you know before the war b- before before the meltdown <laughs> in Soviet you know? Russia. <laughs> DVDs watch you, but uh, <laughs> what, what what one thing is is we're gonna you know we all have our different tastes. We have our, which is one of the reasons why the three of us are doing this is because we all bring a different specificity on on what we like from the genre. That's a great word. See that? Thank you. Holy shit! Wow. And uh, I feel like I can relax a little now. I feel like he's saying like spicky, like <laughs> spicky, <laughs> like he's like he's like not liking my Guatemala with this. <laughs> it's, it's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive to me. <laughs> two two birdcage references. <laughs> um, nice. But but you know because we're. We're gonna try. We're doing movies that we, I we want you guys to see because you may, you may have seen them. Like the movie we're doing today, The Exorcist. Is well Chances known. are you've seen. But it, I yeah. mean, I and I don't. We, I don't know if you want to. We can segue into what we, what kind of movies or what what kind of stuff from the genre we like. Yeah, sure. So Jeff, you can go ahead and. So like with me, I, I'm horror's my favorite genre. Period. I love horror films. To me, it's the greatest type of cinema that there is. Because within that, the subgenres. Thank you, Mary, for that. Um, it it ranges a scale. There's historical. There's there's comedic. There's straight up slasher. There's you know thrillers. There's it, it, there's so much within the genre of horror that it covers all the bases of every every other type of movie. A, mm-hmm. uh, um, an action film, you know. Is just an action film unless it's horror, then it's a horror film. Right. An action film, <laughs> you know, a drama is a drama unless there's a horror in it. Then it's a horror. Horror basically takes over to me any other type of genre, because you put a little bit of element of horror in it. Now it's a horror film, right? Um, I like the cheesy horror films. I, I have respect and love for the, the the classics, but there's something to me about a movie that you can sit with your friends in front of a TV, get together, and just crack up watching a movie that is intended to be scary and it may very well be but it's it's entertaining you and making you laugh and making you bond mm-hmm. that's the type of movies i like when yeah. you can guess the production value facts <laughs> exactly <laughs> when you can take when you go oh that's a lamp from ikea like <laughs> i've been i've been i've been known people say I, that they can't trust my taste in movies because i appreciate Ba- the badness of movies. You right. acknowledge bad movies. I acknowledge, and you the, and you like bad movies. And I can tell. Obviously, there's movies that you watch them, and they weren't intending them to be bad. Right. Like I no, love the shark. I, I think Sharknado intends to be bad. I though. think right. Sharknado. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's be why yeah. I love Sharknado because I know that they're not taking themselves seriously. This right. is supposed to be what they're showing you on TV, mm-hmm. and that's. I, I love the Sharknado movies. That's why I like those type of movies. And we've we've discussed on on other various podcasts numerous times that you don't have to only like good critically acclaimed movies. There there's there's a place in in your collection for for those bad movies because mm-hmm. they're enjoyable. Right. Yeah. So that's the, and that's what I'm going to try to bring is those out of the out of the box type of movies. A lot of them unfortunately um you may have to go outside of the streaming services, but they're like four ninety nine to buy, and mm. I wouldn't make you buy a movie unless unless it's three ninety nine to rent it. Right. Then at that point, you spent the extra buck, right? And yeah, you own it. <laughs> but but because unless you don't yeah. want it in your collection, hey, like you don't know Sharknado, you're like which is something yeah. else like that we, we were gonna we needed to mention was 
we're gonna spoil. We're gonna talk about spoilers in in this podcast. Because yeah, so please watch these movies before you listen to the podcast, right. and or, we're gonna or listen to the podcast if you never plan on watching the movie. Right. right. If you're okay, because there are a lot of people who have flat out told me I have friends who read who read synopsis on Wikipedia like the week before they go to the movie theater to see the movie, and. And I always think that's silly, but he's like, it's about the journey, not about the destination. And I'm like, you're kind of ruining the journey, though, I think, at that point. Well, um, I mean, I guess, you know, different strokes for different yeah. folks. But I, I like the surprise. I like seeing it happen in the movie. Uh, something's lost in, in reading a synopsis, you know? Something's wrong. Something's lost in trailers nowadays, too. But yeah. That's yeah. That, where, that where, is where they spoil why Dom turned on the team. Wait, I mean... Um, because nobody's going to watch Nobody Fast cares State. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's me. What about you, Neri? Neri? Hey, look, I've come up with a pretty decent list of movies. Nice. A pretty decent size, anyway. Uh, all right, so I'm not the horror guy at all. I I, uh, I I don't like horror movies. Uh, and when I say I don't like horror movies, understand that it's not that I have a distaste or disdain for the genre. I don't like horror movies because they fulfill their their goal, which is to scare. I get scared, mm-hmm. which is the goal of any horror movie is to scare people. I don't like the feeling of getting scared. People do. I'm looking at two of them right now. I don't <laughs> like being scared. So um, so you're asking yourself, why is there a guy that doesn't like horror movies on a horror movie podcast? Well, I own the recorder, so they need to come <laughs> over my house. I'm kidding. I'm joking, of course. But, uh, I mean, I'm not. I do own the recorder. But my point is, <laughs> uh, I like podcasts. I'm addicted to doing podcasts. I have two of them already on the uh, Geek Bro Network. Uh, and on top of that, when I was first uh, you know, told, asked about this, it's one movie a month, and I was like, well, you know, I have a lot of downtime during the afternoons. I'm a professional comedian, so I have a lot of downtime throughout the week and in the afternoons, so all my movies are going to be viewed at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I have, you know what, that's <laughs> a plenty of time. Look, I get nightmares for real. Like, that's the thing. Like, I get nightmares. I dream about things, and it doesn't just happen with horror movies. If I go on a binge which with, like, Sons of Anarchy, I'll have a dream where I'm in Sons of Anarchy. Right. <laughs> like, I'll have it, but it, it happens with every show. It happens with comedies or sitcoms. I was, you know, I binge watched the entire series of Frasier a couple of months ago, and it was I had dreams about being in Frasier. Like it's a thing with me. I get ve- my imagination is very vivid, and I and it, it happens. So um, your brain is a beautiful thing. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, my good sir. Uh, so horror movies have that no, no, same I, effect. I mean, your 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 nuts are hanging uh, out of your your shorts here. Yeah, that's so it's a beautiful sight. <laughs> that's, that's why I said thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I get very scared. Uh, so I try not to watch horror movies. I have watched a lot of horror movies, but and I have liked some horror movies. But the horror movies that I will choose, because I don't think we've talked about this, we're gonna pick one. We're gonna make one selection. Yeah, we're gonna rotate. Yeah, we're gonna rotate. Each week is gonna be uh, each episode. I'm sorry, it's gonna be a different person picking said movie. So this movie, the episode one, will be Dave's selection. Next week, next movie will be made by Jeff, and the following one will be made by me. And then we rotate. So and we'll try as much as possible to let you know uh, in the episode uh, that you're listening to what the next yeah uh, what the next film will be. Right. right. That way you can watch it beforehand. But if you follow us on social media, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Shiverpod, Shiverpod. Uh, you will will post, hey, our next movie is gonna be so and so. So you'll have plenty of chances to to find out. So it'll be at Shiverpod on Facebook, Instagram and and Twitter. Um, so my the point of me bringing this up is to say my selections are going to be uh, blockbusters, mainstream blockbusters. Um, um, uh, it's going to be rare for me to make a, a pick on a movie that has not been on a wide release. I, mm-hmm. you know, it's not 
I'm gonna pick movies that have been out of the movie theater more than just once. More than just one movie theater, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be my thing. So that's my not me. Yeah, not some student film that yeah. uh, that was seen by twelve people. Exactly, Ooh, yoga hosers. <clears throat> I, I I did want to see that one. I'll put it on the list. All Thank right. you. Go ahead. Um. So and uh, for me, uh, David, uh, I I am really like uh, like Jeff. I'm really into horror as as a genre, uh, entirely. Uh, it very well might be my favorite genre as well. Uh, like Jeff said, you can take an action movie, add an element of horror, and now it's a horror movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and it can it can exist in that kind of limbo state where it can it can be it can be both. And uh, I, one of the things I really enjoy about horror is that, in my opinion, anyway, it's um, it's the most personal type of of genre there is. Because it speaks to us as individuals, to mm-hmm. our fears. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing more unique than our than our fears. We all fear uh, different things, and when we find out that we have similar fears, it's a it's a uniting factor. So, uh, if you suffer from nightmares like uh, like Nary, you hear, oh man, this guy also. That it, it's a it's a bond that you have, and so when you can bond together over that fear, watching something like a Nightmare on Elm Street, that brings you closer together, and it allows you to look at yourself and analyze yourself, and um, and and actually grow from that. And um, my my love for horror began uh, when I was in college. I took a, I took a horror in literature class where we read some fantastic horror stories watched some of the best horror movies ever made and i was immediately converted into into a horror fan and um i am particularly into the classics um i love the the universal horror movies from the from the 30s and 40s uh you, you progress you know, a couple decades. I'm really into the the Hammer, the British Hammer Studios films from the from the the 60s and the, and the 70s. And then once the 70s hit, you start getting some of these really fucked up, you know, psychological thrillers. Um, you know, like like the one we're doing today, The Exorcist, like The Omen. Um, you know, I you know can't speak to him as a as a person, but as a director, Roman Polanski changed the game. You know, with Rosemary's Baby. And uh, and that really is uh, that's my thing, you know. I, I I love those those classics. Cool, that's works. Yeah. All right. So uh, how are we doing on time there? Uh, about twelve. Twelve. All right. Perfect. Good. <laughs> so uh, we are going to try to do a couple segments every uh, every every month, every time you listen. And one of those we are tentatively calling horror nonfiction, uh, where we will talk about. Something that has actually happened in the real world, in the news, uh, whether it be a current event or... Horror s- news, horror news. Horror news, horror news. Horror news. Blah! Dare to read the news. Bleep, bleep, blah, 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 blah. So these won't always be current events. Sometimes it'll be something uh, something fairly old. Something's odd sometimes. Just little things that you, you pick up here and there. And... Um, I remembered a story from a couple years back, um, which I thought about it specifically because we are doing The Exorcist. And um, maybe you guys remember the story. Uh, so 
I think this was probably about three years ago. Uh, a mom goes into a dollar store and uh, purchases a, like a little fairy wand or a princess wand for her daughter. And um, she notices that behind the, uh, the sort of reflective sticker that's on the front of it, there's an image that glows behind it. And uh, it makes a weird sort of like cackling laugh when you press the little button, right? And it's a dollar store thing, so you can't expect much from this toy, right? Uh, but there's something about it that doesn't sit well with her. And so she peels back the, um, the little aluminum sticker, right? The reflective sticker. And lo and behold, there's a picture of what seems to be a possessed girl, eyes glowing red, uh, blood dripping over her face, and she's got a knife, and she's slicing her wrist. Okay. Uh, so this this was a real story uh, from... What the actual fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, and here's here's what happened. So uh, if you listen closely, you can hear Neri's nightmares. <laughs> yeah. You can Take hear... Take form. If you listen very quietly, you can hear his asshole closing. <laughs> <laughs> So on uh, on November 6th, 2014, a news source local to Dayton, Ohio. So there you were, Dayton, Ohio, uh, published a story about a Princess Wantoy called the Evil Stick. According to the news outlet, Data Area Mom Nicole Allen had purchased a nondescript pinkish-orange scepter-style wand for her two-year-old daughter at the dollar store on Linden Avenue in Kettering. And when she unpacked it, she found in... It contained a foil flower cutout that concealed the terrifying image of what appeared to be a young girl with red glowing eyes and a large knife gesturing at slicing her wrist. And we're going to post this to uh, this picture to our, our Facebook and our Twitter Show and our Instagram so, Neary, that, so that everyone can see this at the same time. No, uh, this, <laughs> this is, I believe you. I believe you. You, you know what this is? Okay, no, Jeff, check you. this out. Now, this, this picture is horrifying for a couple of reasons. Holy shit. Number yeah, one, that? It that is, guy said holy shit to that. It is, it is incredibly scary. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. But there's, there's another added element to this. And like, people think I'm playing around. I'm really that's, like, it's, looking it's away. A, it's a young girl. She's She seems about maybe 14 or 15 years old, right? Um, I, I don't want to get... Yeah. No, well, no. She looks like she might be older. Maybe oh. a little older. So this, she's legal. This girl yeah. looks like... <laughs> I love those eyes. This girl they're, looks... They're staring into my soul. <laughs> this girl looks an awful lot like my wife at that age. Are you sure you want to do this new story? It is... It is... No, no not, not the possessed demonic part, but I'm talking about <laughs> facial features. That looks oh, wait, like Stephanie. Okay, that just freaked me out because it shut off and Link's eyes just popped up oh, staring geez. at me. I was like, what the f- What is happening? What's going on here? Link is uh, David's His son. son. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, See? correct me if I'm wrong, but that does kind of look like Stephanie. I want to show Neri. No. Right? That does kind of look like It Stephanie. does look like... Look, his wife already scares me. <laughs> I don't need extra. So I, don't mean by, I don't mean by with looks. Not for nothing, but mm-hmm. when you get home tonight... Get some holy water and just sprinkle it on. Sprinkle on it just to see. Christ just see what you. happens. See that? Yeah. So that was just just a picture of a. Of it's a, a. It's a picture. Yeah. So apparently, uh, the 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 owner of the dollar store refused to do anything about it. He said, "Listen, you bought a product called Evil Stick, and um, you need to be more careful about what you're buying for for your kids." So a cup after this news story ran, people went to dollar stores to try to find this mm-hmm. uh, to confirm because no one else had reported anything. Right. And apparently there were different pictures behind different wands. 
and um, there were a couple that had this same picture of a little girl, and some were other pictures of other weird, like demonic things going on, and that's incredibly disturbing to me. No, Neri's never going to go to a dollar store. Yeah, it's. um, No, I still not going to visit them anyway. (laughs) And and the thing is, the 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 mom the mom made a point. uh, uh, That was a fairly. It's it's incredibly fucking disturbing. Yeah, Yeah. I remember seeing this, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It moved. It chilled me. Yeah, that's the thing is, I got chills. Yeah, they're um, multiplying. (laughs) It's electrifying. <laughs> no, no, this that, is what I'm talking about. No, that sh- that's the type of fucking messed up shit yeah. that scares me. And and in that's, real life. it's the type of thing that will give your kid uh nightmares. Yeah. You know? My and then kid, that's 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 something that's something that now I sense. gotta deal with. Yeah. You know? Um but the the mom made a really good point, which is when you go to a dollar store and you and you buy a toy, it's all gonna be off brand stuff. This stuff is usually Yeah, made, not satanic off brand. Right. Well this stuff is usually <laughs> made overseas and the translations that they put on these things are often yeah. wrong. I want you know? my I want my uh my satanic uh, monster <laughs> stick made in America. Yeah, <laughs> I want no off-brand shit. It's like, it's Don't bring made, that weak shit. It's, like, it's usually made overseas, or in this case, the seventh circle of hell. Right. <laughs> so I like yeah, that it's, uh, shit. I, oh, it's you. If if any if if anyone can find You're these, the rock if anyone can find these, please mail them to us. What? Whoa, whoa! What address are you? Giving? Yeah, motherfucker, you put Which your address. address are you there? giving? I'm not giving out any address. Yeah, just so, mail it to yeah, us. That's ma- all I'm ma- saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Us. All right. Yeah, us. What, what would you do right us. now if there's a knock on the yeah. door? Us, Miami, Florida. If there we was a knock on the door right now. your evil stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and uh, so that's that's your horror nonfiction. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah it... Uh, it, yeah, we got to post that shit. It, so boggles, can... it boggles the mind. Yeah, so we'll post this uh, probably the day of or the day before we uh, we release. Maybe the day after. Day after would be good, right? Evil Stick just sounds like, a, you know, a dodo, you know, modeled after a black man. Well, that was my nickname in college. <laughs> <That was a laughs> huge cock pieces. Um, so our uh, we, we also wanted to talk a little bit uh, every week about what's going on in the world of horror. Uh, horror fiction now, <laughs> not horror nonfiction. And so um, I read recently that uh, Strangers 2 seems like it's finally getting off the ground. Which is awesome because the is, first one's great. It's, it's incredible. Well, yeah. Strangers 1. So uh, the first Strangers was released, I think it was in 2008. And um, it is based on, on, uh, on the Tate murders. Charles Manson. Okay. Okay, Aaron, so... Thank you. Uh, right, so Sharon Tate, which is, again, Roman Polanski's wife, uh, second time we mentioned him on this podcast in, you know, this episode. Um, Actual wife, not the 14-year-old that he fucked. Right, yeah, which is why I said I couldn't speak to him as a person. Um, Nobody could. No one can. He's empty. (laughs) He's not a person. He's a monster. But go ahead. Right, Uh, but a brilliant filmmaker. Oh, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. (laughs) I could could totally (laughs) departmentalize. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, just a terrible human being. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, the strangers is based on on that. Uh, I guess it would be quintuple homicide that was uh, that was done. Um, Spoiler alert! In uh, I, I guess it was <laughs> 1976 or 1977. Um, I I read Helter Skelter um, in college, and so I I. Uh, what does that have to do with this? 
Well, Helter Skelter is the book. uh, Is the book that was uh, published by Manson's attorney, or not his attorney, the the prosecuting attorney, right? And uh, and so Helter Skelter uh, was what Manson called the uh, the impending race war Mm -hmm. that was going to happen. And so his followers uh, also twenty seventeen election, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, he's sitting in office right now. Um, so the uh, so the movie is a dramatization of what happened that night at the uh, at the Tate Polanski estate, and it was when I saw it in theaters, incredibly disturbing for me because mm-hmm. it was so real. Um, part of what makes those movies disturbing for me is how how real it seems when there's something outlandish when there's something supernatural you can distance yourself from it okay well that's not possible right because you know this doesn't exist or that doesn't exist but when when it's something see i'm the other way around really because it's the unknown we don't know okay. if it exists that to me the part the ones that get me are the religious movies or they have a religious undertone why well, I, I, I don't i don't want to speak to religious belief i don't want to say well you know, that's what i'm saying that's you, what I'm, right exactly but, but the, all i'm saying it's unknown the ones yeah. that get me are the religious the yeah. movies that have religious undertone because you don't know mm-hmm. right and as much as anybody wants to say oh i'm an atheist and that's bullshit okay fine but you don't know right you know that you haven't seen it or you know that it hasn't been made it exactly we talking about the movie yet? but you don't no 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 yeah this is a conversation yeah. that, that we should save for the movie and then the other one the other ones that scare me are like aliens because you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. It's, un- it's all about stuff that you don't know. The un- mm-hmm. Stuff like, oh, there's a psycho killer, out of, like a serial killer, and this really happened. I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Paranormal. And that's it. And yeah. that's it. You just lock the door and just, you know, that's it. That, but that's mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where, for me, right. but I can totally understand where you're coming from, where it's like, oh my God, this could really happen to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it could. Well, that's that's what scares me is, is the, or I should say the more, the more commonplace. Right. Um, right. And so, so it seems like finally, and the uh, the the writer and director of the first film is coming back to write, and apparently the, it's done. Uh, there and so, but the but the first movie was based on based on the actual murders that happened. So, what's based, the part two going to be about? Uh, well, it, it the it, trial. No, uh, I'll be honest. Well, they they didn't make it about Manson at all. They yeah, just, it was. They, it they was took, just a they family took the event. Right. They took the event and uh-huh. they kind of just transposed it into modern time and made it three random people. Right. Who instead of the the five people that um or was it seven people that that attacked the the Tate home that night and they made it a couple instead of making it the the four or five people that were killed. Right. So um, it was it was a pseudo adaptation of the events of that night uh which really interesting is what's being done with this movie uh they're making it about a family who has actually lost their home in the midst of the crash a- economic crisis right. okay yeah so um and let me let me pull this up so i don't i don't give you any uh fake news alternative facts alternative facts um where is this where is that story here we go um, 
So it says, uh, The Strangers 2 is a thrilling sequel that lives up to the hype of the original film after financial troubles force them to move out of their house. A family of four try to make it through the night in a deserted trailer park while being hunted by the savage, axe-wielding, mask-wearing trio wreaking havoc once again. See, that, that's, pretty that, cool. that's scary because there's a trailer park. <laughs> and those people are scary. Well, the, uh, in, in, the, in the first film, it was a pretty secluded home. It was, it was very rural. Um, because it was just outside of was it Las Vegas or Los Angeles? Yeah, it or was. Like it that? was weird. It's one of these houses that there's like a big space in between, right? From one house to the next. Um, you know, so so not not very urban at all. Um, like the last house on the left before you go. Oh, to that's a good one. Market, to the other house before the, on you go the to left. To the market, and then you take take a right, go past the train. <laughs> no, you got too far. If you get to the train tracks, you got too you got far. Too far. You got too far. You got too far. Okay, so come back. Come back. Do you see the light? Do you see? Okay, right there. No, 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 no. Uh, the other house. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> so, uh, so the film uh, was kind of stuck in development hell for a little while, and uh, it seems like they uh, they just got a distributor in Europe. Uh, so it's still a little bit in flux. They're aiming for a 2017 release. Thank you, Europe. And uh, I am really excited yeah. to see this. The first Strangers, uh, because it's uh, it's not directed by the by the original director, but it is written by him. And I thought that that first film was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Liv Tyler was great. Yep, really good in it. Wasn't that was was that the one that the guy from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia was he the other guy, guy in it? Uh, Dennis Charlie Day. No, 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 no. The the Dennis, the tall, the the woman whose sister. I've seen two episodes. Oh, take it easy. <laughs> I think I'm not. Um, um, Scott Speedman. Oh no, it was Scott Speedman. Never mind. Yeah, because there's one with there's one with him with this guy that I'm talking about. That I'm. I'm but no, oh no, he is in it. He is in it. Yeah. I was right. He is in that movie. Uh, Glenn How- uh, Howerton. Oh, okay. He yeah him. He's he's one of the people who's who's visiting the house. Yeah, um, I I'm trying to remember who he was in the movie, but I know I because I don't I haven't seen the strangers in a while. I just remember that it was a really good movie. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, I I haven't seen it in a long time. I think I may have rented it once after after it was out in theaters, but it left an impression on me. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely a movie that sticks with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so very very cool to see that coming up. Um, and then the, the last bit of news, um, this, uh, this, the week that we're recording this, uh, so this will be two weeks in the past for you listening. If you're listening when this comes out, might be even further if you're listening after it comes out. Um, and that's called time traveling. Uh, Hammer Comics, uh, and I mentioned Hammer Studios earlier, uh, Hammer Comics uh, teamed up with uh, with Titan Comics, which is a, an English comic book company, and they've just released the last issue of their first miniseries based on the Hammer film, The Mummy. Uh, so this is really cool, written by Peter Milligan, who's a super accomplished comic book writer, has written... Uh, Constantine and Swamp Thing and all sorts of really fantastic, you know, dark stuff. So it really kind of works well that he's uh, that he that he's writing this. I haven't read any of them, um, but I just found out about this this week uh, when I saw that this last issue was released. So that's uh, cool. So I, I I just picked these up on Comixology and we will update and let you know how it is. I can I can tell already 
It looks pretty cool. And they've just announced that the next miniseries they're going to do is based on Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, uh, which is another great, great, little-known 70s horror classic that uh, hopefully we'll get to at some point on the podcast. So check out out Horror Comics and uh, Hammer Comics. And uh, looking forward to Strangers 2. That's going to be dope. Have yeah. a comic style. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right, so, The Exorcist. They get to the movie of the, <laughs> of um, the episode. I, I, go ahead. What, All right, sorry. Maybe the best line in any, <laughs> any movie ever. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there, okay? Um, the Exorcist is my favorite horror movie. Uh, yeah, you chose this one. You chose the I first did, one. I did, yeah. Um, we we went back and forth on on what we wanted to start with. Right. Because um, it's our first episode, you know? It's like a pilot. We don't know if we're coming back, mm-hmm. right? What what if we don't? What if we get canceled halfway through because uh, Fox... Well, we paid for a year's worth Fox for Podbean. Podcast, so, so we're going to do at least a year. Yeah, we're so we'll do at least a year, year yeah. right? <laughs> um, and uh, and so we, we went back and forth. We decided on The Exorcist. This is... Without a doubt, my favorite horror movie of all time. My opinion, this is the scariest movie ever made. Um, I've seen this film a few times now. Um, I can count it on both hands how many times I've seen this movie. And each time, I get a little something different out of this movie. I get a little more out of this movie. And um, to to me, it's almost artistic, the the way that it's made. now I know there's there's some contention here. So well, well, let me ask you: Do you want to give a little background to everybody about the movie, or or give some tidbits and stuff like that, or do you want to just go right into the well, argument? Let's, let's 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 get right into this um, because we can we can do the those tidbits later. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've seen The Exorcist, right? Right. And one of my favorite things. Oh, to you do should. Is right. You should have one of my favorite things to do is to talk about movies. Right. And and I'm I'm hoping that that's what we'll do for for most of these is just sit down and say, hey, you know what was really cool? This fucking scene. Right. You know. Okay. Um. Can so I, can I start off by saying? Okay. Uh, by echoing your sentiments about the movie, in a lot of ways. Uh, for I saw the movie for the very first time uh, when they re-released it at movie theaters for the whatever thirtieth back or, in two thousand or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. So it's been over ten years. Like yeah, it's been it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen it in a very long time. I saw it again today for the very first time since the first time I ever saw it, which was, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know, 15 years. It had to be more. My wife and I have been together for 10 years, so it has to be longer than that. So right. I don't know when I saw it, but it was a long time ago. And um, uh, and so I saw it today for the first time since then. Uh, and for a long time, I said the same thing. The scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, my favorite horror movie. Uh, because I thought it was that great. Uh, so I echoed your sentiments mm-hmm. uh i i will say that <laughs> watching it now i today you know 10 hours ago whatever it was <laughs> i i i'm very much at a loss i very was confused as to the plot because i think i went in there with the first time i think i went in there with the plot or with like somebody had explained to me the plot so i just go okay just okay. and didn't pay attention to the movie and was more into the horror, into the scary parts of it. Gotcha. But now I was watching it as a as a film, as a film, uh, fa- a fan of movies, and I was like, 
this is very confusing. This is they're not explaining what's happening here. And a lot of the movie I feel is like that. A lot of the movie mm-hmm. I feel they don't explain, or they do a piss poor job of trying to explain if they even try. Because a lot of times they don't. I think a lot of parts they don't try. But I do think it is an iconic movie. I still do like the movie. I'm not mm-hmm. contrad- I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, you know what? I tried now and I don't fucking like it. No, I do <laughs> like it. I do think that there's a lot of plot holes. There's a lot of to me problems with writing mm-hmm. uh uh and that's just you know there's a lot of information i found out there's a lot of um holes that were plugged up that i found out after from reading right. after watching it and i'm like yeah. oh that's what that means but there's no way of knowing that from just watching it now, mm-hmm. now you 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 know this information 30 40 years after the movie was made because of Every, you know sequels and stuff like that. I'm like, what? Right. I don't even know what happened to this guy. What? Where did this guy come from? And so, just to give yeah. you my overall, and we'll get into specifics and yeah, later, right, but right, right? Just to give you overall, like I was with you. I thought it was. Um, and, and matter of fact, my favorite horror movie of all time now, which I want to get into now, was just I just watched it for the first time like two weeks ago, which I talked to you guys about. Mm-hmm. It. I'm like, this is my new favorite horror movie, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, mine was Exorcist. Mine, mine is Exorcist, and I was like, it, mine used to be Exorcist into this other one that I saw again two weeks ago. Right. So this my new viewing of it didn't change the fact that it it's no longer my my favorite. Right. It was no longer my favorite two weeks ago before I saw it. So, but I do agree that it is uh, an iconic, uh, a legendary movie, and I do think that yeah. um, there are pieces of it that are fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm echoing that sentiment. Like, I, it was never my favorite horror movie, um, but I understood its importance. I mean, The Omen and Psycho came in before it, but like, I get the importance of this movie to the genre. And this is probably the fifth or sixth time that I've seen the movie. You yeah. saw it twice in I two days. I saw it twice in, twice in two days just to be sure I had all my ducks in a row to explain what my concerns are and what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about it. I agree with everything Neri said. I, um, it, it, your, your it problem felt, is more with direction. I, I will. Yeah. I, I think it's direct, right. I think it's right. There. I think, personally, I, think, I, I think there's a fine line between both, but I think that there was a lot of, direct the direction and, and i know he was nominated for an oscar i know everybody and their mother were nominated for oscars for this movie yeah well but he, he, he won best directing oscar for french connection right not and, this and, 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 right not this. <laughs> and, and i know i know that you, you can't mo- ever the moment you, you said take, that uh, the moment you said that i was like what the f- he won not for this no okay. no, no for, right. for french connection and yeah. i know i know that you know every every movie is an entirely different movie and you got to take it on its own uh but you know the guy can clearly direct. Oh, he can. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not. We're gonna say he could do it well. Nobody's saying that he like, can't. Yeah. Okay, do you want to delve it. right into it? Do you want to just get sure, right yeah, into it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, with and I in the second viewing, I actually counted, and in the in the first minute and a half, I don't know if this is the f- first time he ever discovered that you can do sweeping shots. But I felt like I was riding fucking soaring. I thought I because think every I shot <laughs> opening up was panning. You know panning, what it was? Panning. I and think I'm like, it was. I think there was a lot of like, "Hey, man, we got a helicopter." What? It wasn't even a helicopter. It was ground level. <laughs> it was fucking of, ground level. But there was a every, lot of. Look, a, I have. I have an issue with this. This is what I have. I because just 
but Jeff, uh, just Jeff to finish the thing, in a minute and a shots, half, yeah. in a, a minute, in a minute and a half, there was nine sweeping shots of, yeah. of film, and I'm like, I don't have a problem with that. It just I, I have a dizzy. problem with I have a problem with you know I I didn't even notice. Yeah, I have. I, a, I did. I, I have a pro. I, I don't have a problem with the sweeping shots or the amount of sweeping shots because they were beautiful shots. They are. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I think they are stunningly beautiful shots. My problem with those shots are they they don't tell anything. They're there for the sake of being there because I'm watching this movie and I'm texting um, Jeff today and I'm like, hey, I'm a little lost. What's going on here? Like I'm not. I had to I'm fill not ask, him in. Into I'm, yeah, stuff. I'm not asking him to be a jerk or to nitpick the movie. I'm asking him because I'm like, maybe I'm not catching. Maybe it. you miss something. Maybe I miss yeah. something. Maybe I'm too. Maybe I'm too into my own fears. Like there was a point where I started. Wa- like the moment I pressed play, I remember like literally like. Doing deep breaths because I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna watch a movie. We're gonna watch. Okay, let's just watch one. Movie. And right. I was doing that, like talking to myself, like psyching myself mm-hmm. up. So I thought maybe I missed something in talking to myself. Maybe I fucking missed something. So I asked him. I go, hey, I don't really know what's going on. Here. What's what's happening here? And Jeff was like, I don't know. Uh, you're gonna ask yourself that a lot. And yeah. And then it yeah. became evident that I was like, I don't. What's happening? Like he. So the beginning comes in with Father Marin. Well, Marin. but with the beginning, that's my first issue because in the director's cut, that we saw the director's cut for everybody that, that it's knows. Uh, the the version you've never seen before, right? Right, which is on iTunes. So right, right off the bat, the pointless he does a pointless opening shot of the house that even and and this is where it bothers me because I saw the documentary of the writer who also mm-hmm. wrote the movie. Right, he talks in in the documentary they did about him and his writing process for the novel. Mm-hmm. That the hardest part for him Wait, to write. Did he write the novel? He wrote, he wrote the, the novel, novel and, and he and wrote the, the script, the screenplay. Oh, now I have more of an issue with him. The, the director? No, no, the no, writer. No, 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 no. The writer. The writer. Okay. So what happened okay. is he he talks about in and and I didn't watch the documentary till I watched it for the first time yesterday before right. we recorded today. You watched. He, uh, uh, Fear, uh, not the twenty-five years of fear. It's one. It's a right. thirty-minute one that it's literally him going okay, back yeah, to the yeah, steps yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. He talks about how the hardest part for him to write this novel was figuring out the opening. Right. That he even had to step away, go do something else, and it came back to him that he's like, "I need to open in Iraq." Mm-hmm. The first thing the director does is no, no, fuck that. I'm going to show you this this brownstone that the light turns off, mm-hmm. and then and then we're going to go into the other thing, which. I didn't. Bo- it didn't bother me until I saw the documentary. And I'm like, so he he purposely said I need to start in Iraq with Father Marin, so that you could. That's where this movie needs to begin. Yeah. And the director right, I was like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna start with this brownstone that you get zero context for. You know from the trailers. You know from what you know from the history that, of the movie. That yeah. something's happening there. I don't need to see that at the beginning. Yeah, I I think that that's. My my opinion, you should always watch the theatrical version of whatever film you're watching right. first. Right. Even if there's some sort of super awesome special edition, watch except, the theatrical except version. Except Batman vs. Superman. Right. right. Don't, don't don't watch, watch the theatrical that. version. Watch the ultimate edition and right. only it's the It's the only ultimate. one you should watch. Yeah, only one. Um, always watch the theatrical version first because then you don't know what you're comparing that special edition or that director's cut to. Right. Um, and, and I will agree that Starting in Iraq with Father Marin, that's where, if this is the first time I'm watching this movie, that's where I want it to start. Right. If this is the second time or more that I'm watching this movie, that is so meaningful. I, I didn't the turn, even the, see... The, the, I didn't even the, see... The turning off of that light. 
But I didn't, I didn't see, see that. that. I didn't even see that part. It's so fast. It's, it's right at the beginning. Yeah, like, I must have been texting you guys. Hey, guys, I'm starting the movie. Well, because it was that fact. Because I'm like, I don't yeah. even. It I was remember when the, you texted. The yeah. first shot One. was the kid running no, in Iraq. No, that wasn't the first shot. The first shot in the director's cut is it. It it sweeping shot of the brownstone. Yeah, it, it sweeps in and the light turns off in the brownstone and then it fades and goes into Iraq. Okay. Yeah. So now, but now it's also to note. There's only in the between the the, uh, the the version you haven't seen and the theatrical version. There's only ten minutes of added time. Right. That's it. Um, but ten and, minutes and is again, a lot. but it's, and 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 I will say ten minutes that, is a lot. Uh, that that is a lot of time. Yeah. Two of the scenes that are inserted into the version you've never seen before are some of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like the spider walk. The spider walk. Which the spider walk wasn't in the original? Nope. No. Really? You want to know why? Not. Do you know why? Because they they had a, a, a contortionist do it, uh-huh. but they had wires connecting her so she wouldn't fall down the stairs. Right. They didn't have the technology at the time to erase the, to wires. Erase the yeah. wires. So until 2000, when they released this one, that's when the technology they, was. They I, I can't believe that. Wires. That's a, that's yeah. a, like an iconic scene. Yeah. yeah. How how did well, I know about that scene because before? The, because the scene was filmed and people knew about it. This this is one of those movies that has had a like a crazy cult following forever, you know. And it's weird to call this like a movie that has a cult following right. because it's such a huge. It's a, it's a it was a mainstream phenomenon. Yeah, um, and and so it's weird to say, it, but people knew that that scene existed because of the documentaries that have been made on it, and because that that scene uh, starts one of the scenes in the novel. So Reagan. Does that crab walk down the stairs and then follows? Uh, I, I I forget her name. I think it's Lindsay or something. The 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 housekeeper. She follows her around the housekeeper house. Housekeeper of the year. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. licking licking her her heels around the house like that. Spider walking. Like, of spider walking. Yeah, and I'm, I would I'm, kick I'm, her I'm in getting, the fucking I'm face. Chills. I'm getting chills thinking about this. Right. Let's <laughs> not talk about stuff that's not in the movie. That's just. <laughs> That Let's deleted the fucking movie. That deleted scene is there. Yeah. You can watch the deleted. Let's just stick to the movie. Incredibly, incredibly disturbing. So, Neri's never gonna be on another. So, <laughs> anyway, so I come in. So the movie comes into Iraq, right? You're in a desert. Very much feels like Indiana Jones. Very much. Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. in an archaeologist dig. Blah blah blah. So he finds a medallion. That all they say is, "Oh, that's not of this time. Not period. of this time period." Right. And then he finds a statue, a little handheld statue that he decides to break off from its, from the rock that it's attached to. Because all archaeologists do that. They just break shit right, mm-hmm. all the time. So then he brushes it <laughs> off, and he's looking at it, and he holds it in his hand, and they fade. And then they follow Father Marin throughout the town, and it appears as if he's getting sick. In sweeping shots. In sweeping shots. It appears to me, <laughs> as somebody who hasn't seen this movie for 15-plus years... Mm-hmm. Watching it pretty much for the first time, I would say, you know, that he's getting sick. I thought, oh, no, he opened up some tomb that he wasn't supposed to. And now he's being possessed. Now he is getting sick from whatever he opened up is now getting Mm -hmm. sick. And now he's going to be able to teleport and get the... And get the the war plans from a different country, <laughs> and now he's gonna be able to you know do some crazy <laughs> white girl dance. That's what it seemed like to me. <laughs> That's what it seemed like to me. So I'm watching this, and he he looks like he's getting sick. He almost dies a couple of times. Like there's a horse that almost tramples him yeah, right. in the city. So I'm like, oh, now he's got the bad juju. 
He's got the bat. People are looking at him through windows like, oh, that's him. There's random guards that's coming up to him with guns for no reason. So, no, even before that, just, yeah, so there's yeah. people just like looking at him like, yeah. and it feels like he's like, they. everybody else knows he's like, he's going to die because mm-hmm. he's been possessed from something that he found in the tomb. That's what it feels like. Which I wish we would find out, but we never but find out. But nothing else is ever they explained. They never tell you who it is in the so movie. So then he shows up to some place. Who, who what is? Wait, wait, wait. Who, wait, who wait. possesses Regan? Wait, 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 wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But that's part of that. Stop. No, it's not. Okay. Right. All right. We'll get there. So then the priest, Marin, shows up to this place where two guards, armed guards, come, like about to shoot. And then they see it's him and they go, oh, okay, it's fine. And then they walk away. That never gets explained as to where he is. That they have armed guards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What he's doing that never gets explained. I'm literally texting Jeff not to be a jerk and not to nitpick this movie, but to find out. Hey, do you know what's happening? Because I don't know what's happening. Right. And he goes, I don't know. Then he's climbing, right? I think, and he looks over, and now they just show you the picture of the statue with the wings or the demon, and he's staring at it. But it's not clear if the statue came out of nowhere. Like suddenly appeared in front of him because I don't think it was there when he was climbing it, or if he's just looking at the statue in the distance, and they're just showing you a split shot, a split screen. It's not clear to me as a viewer, so I'm just like, what's happening? Well, I'm and then lost. And I, I I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. There's a lot in this movie that is never clearly explained, and after watching the film a few times, I I think it helps the theme of the film which is faith right the entire movie is about putting your faith in god right putting your faith in something that is bigger than you sure and so that that idea of understanding something that isn't there right even for uh for for chris mcneil right reagan's mom she doesn't believe. No, no, but you know. Let's get but, back, let's but, get back but, to this. Let's get, He's not talking about. I'm not talking about. No, but here's, here's, here's what shots. I'm talking about. Right. Because what the the theme of the film is something that is unexplainable. There's a lot of things that occur, that are in turn, not really well explained because they want you to discover it, on your. At least that's the way I've interpreted it, in the last couple times that I've seen this movie. I, dude, that, I was and so here's, lost, here's, here's man. the thing. I I, I agree. Because the first time I saw this movie, I didn't understand exactly what the hell happened in Iraq either. My my analysis of it now, they are excavating in Iraq, right? right. Um, he's clearly had some sort of training as an archaeologist, right? Not so much because he does fucking, right. yeah. you know. It, it, Let's I, just break this off real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, the, for, for me, what, what that is is because they find that that medallion, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same medallion that Father Karras has. Yes. Right? So in removing that medallion, which was Father Karras's protection for, for later, right? In finding that medallion and removing that medallion from whatever was in that crypt, they have unleashed Pazuzu. But first of all, I don't like the fact that you're using Pazuzu because Pazuzu's name doesn't even come up in this fucking movie. No, it right. doesn't. It never, so that, it never, so that's it never unfair. does. It never does. So that's unfair for you to use Pazuzu's name because we don't know it's Pazuzu. The demon. The yeah, demon. The or demon. the devil. The, Whatever you want to call it. But it's not the devil. Because he calls himself the devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's a, and that's the problem. That's one of the problems is that you never, you never get told the medallion. You it, never get told what the medallion is. And if the medallion is protecting 
father, whatever his name is, it's still he still died. So it wasn't clearly it clearly wasn't protecting. No, no, no. I, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later. But there is a reason why he became possessed. Right. Oh no, no. I know why. Well, I'm not that, saying yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't possessed, but he was protected. He was protected he as long died. as he had it on him. He still died. Once that medallion came off of him, that's when he became possessed and jumped out the window. But we're 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 okay. jumping we're jumping we're, ju- we're, jump, we're but, jumping but, ahead. Okay, back to Iraq. So and then there's a, there's a scene that Neri didn't mention where he's in the office talking to the guy. And he's looking at the at the pieces, and the guy's like, I, he goes, I wish you wouldn't go. And he goes, there's something I have to do, or I, there's something that I'm going to have to do. He, he tells the guy that. That's when the clock stops. Mm-hmm. Again, he says we have something to do. When we fast forward to Marin, because Marin is, is in the first five minutes of the movie and, and then the doesn't last, show up like till the last minutes. hour yeah. and 40 minutes he doesn't because i also took it that he doesn't show up till an hour and 40 minutes in i yeah. don't know why this movie's called the exorcist i really don't because the exorcist isn't in the movie for, is only in the movie for about 20 10 15 minutes yeah. it should be called exorcism or oh, i said it should be called punchy priest and the, and the shitty mom but Ro- rocky rocky <laughs> rocky oh uh, uh priest Balboa. yeah priest Balboa. priest Balboa. he does look like fucking yeah. rocky but but the thing is it's like so they don't so in casual and and we're gonna have to jump but in casual conversation among the two priests when they're trying to figure out who to get for the exorcism which we'll get to that right Mm -hmm. um that's when you get a little quick snippet of of oh um well he he in africa he had a uh, an exorcism that lasted a month which my nearly killed him right my problem is is and and correct me if I'm wrong because I know you're a, a big fan of the of film, so you know a lot about it. Did they intend to do sequels when they made this movie? Right off the bat, I don't know. Um, I know I know that very shortly after he wrote the first book, mm-hmm. uh, William Peter Blatty was already working on the second because the, the Exorcist the novel was an overnight hit. Right, like basically the the moment it was published, it flew off the bookshelves, and so he started working on on that second one called Legion right away, which is okay. what ended up being Exorcist three. Well, and the thing is, is he but in Exorcist in the novel he I haven't read it yet. I know you have, mm-hmm. but I I my understanding from what I've read preparing for this is that there's a lot more. He, they tell you the detail in that novel you know it's Pazuzu you know a lot of the backstory right I don't the reason why I have an issue with this movie is I shouldn't have to wait till part three to learn all the stuff that you in you're adding you're doing a director's cut you need to add give me some backstory with the intention that I may not there may not be any other movie Right. You didn't know that at the time. That's watching it now, I guess, older, because I haven't seen it in 15, 16 years. Right. Time. I'm noticing that. And, and that's when we were talking. I was like, it's so he 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 jumps all over the place and it feels like he's trying to put so much into this movie that he's cutting corners left and right. But, but here's here's my and I understand that um, that thought and. I think it's a legitimate it's a legitimate gripe to have where I'm coming from I'm thinking Reagan doesn't know who this is. Chris doesn't know who this is. Karis doesn't know who this is. Not even fucking Father Marin really truly knows who this is. He 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 might know that it's Pazuzu because he is in Iraq and because he he is purposely doing an excavation at this place, right? So he might know who this is. 
But like you said, he's in the movie for all of like maybe it's like twelve. You know, the actual total, exorcism's yeah. nine minutes of film. That's it. The actual exorcism. No, is, it, it starts. It's, it's only nine minutes. It, star- I it, it up. starts at twenty nine minutes left in the film. I timed it. Yes, well, but I, he does it. But I looked. I looked all over includes, the internet. That looks. In, that, that includes credits. That's <laughs> all true. Over, that does include yeah, credits. All over yeah. the internet. All over yeah. the internet. Everything I found says it's it's nine minutes of, of film of time. Film. Okay. is the ac- yeah, actual so exorcism, not, not and it doesn't. Talking, and right, it doesn't include yeah. the give me my scarf <laughs> and give me my water yeah. and I'm gonna but, take and, shit. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, and and I get it, but it's like, and 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 I mean, so I, it, my my point is, uh, for me. That doesn't take away anything from it this film. It confuses me, man. Because yeah. it's, be- conf- it's confusing but to it's the com- viewer. It's confusing for the people in the film. You're experiencing this along but with But it shouldn't them. be that But way. I don't care about Maris. I don't Marin. Sh- I, don't I don't care about him. He's the exorcist. Right. And I know nothing about him. I don't give a shit about but, him. But, but here's the All thing. right, they brought this old man in. But here's it, and it's and not even. It. But it's not even that. It's nobody. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of confusion going on. Look, and then we, so we're gonna go skip ahead a little bit. We're gonna go to we meet the 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 the, the mother. Right. Chris, uh, yeah. Chris, and she's an actress. Apparently, I didn't know that. I knew she was in the movie industry. And I thought she was a producer mm-hmm. until until Jeff later on came over the house and then told me, "Oh yeah, she's an actress." But, like, you, but you see her acting in, in that scene, in that yeah. one scene. That, that, I, I thought right, she was right. that one scene, scene that yeah. I think didn't need to be there. That's another scene that I didn't think I, needed. I, to be I there. thought that she was, but, she, but but it establishes her relationship with with the director. Does it? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Because no, it doesn't. Because listen, I'm. You're somebody who's seen the movie multiple times and you've read books about it and you've read and you've seen documentaries about it. So you know. I'm telling you as a movie viewer who just for the for the sake of argument has only seen this movie really one time, which was today, I did not know that they were in a relationship until the girl goes, Oh, you like him, don't you? But I didn't even know who she was talking about. When she goes, Oh yeah, you like him, and then she said his name, which I didn't get because previous to that we knew we heard his name one time in a big in a big uh a scene where they're about to shoot a scene, mm-hmm. right? Movie within a movie type of deal. So I didn't. When she goes, "Oh yeah, you like him, don't you? Yeah, you're gonna marry him." And ah, they start joking around. I really, I swear to God, I go, "Who is she dating? Like, is she dating somebody? I don't know who the fuck she's dating." Because that they didn't even kiss; they just hugged. Well, and they had a conversation back and forth, like a joking thing that it's like, what's my motivation for why are they tearing down the building? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, let me call the writer. And they laugh about it and they hug. But it's not, I never got any vibe. But I never got a dating vibe. Them. I just got a, okay, it's a director and, uh, See, and, I, uh, I, and an I'm, actress. I'm not saying that I got a dating vibe from them either. They're clearly very close. Because you I hug somebody? They're, they're but very, I didn't even realize friendly. it was a director. Because you friendly they're, is one thing. You yeah, hug but, somebody? But, uh, but here's, here's the thing, which I think plays into the character of Reagan even more. Reagan is so innocent. She doesn't understand what, what different types of love are. She just sees that her mother and this guy have, have, have a relationship. Rick is the only but one that, know, gave, you, that told me, but, the but, audience, that they're dating. But it wasn't. But she you, doesn't say they're dating. But she says, oh, you, you like him, you're going to marry him. Obviously, if you're going to marry somebody, Reagan is confused. But do Reagan not, has no idea. Reagan's the only one giving me as the audience member clarification. And it's okay, not Reagan; it's Captain Howdy that's doing it. I realized that watching it today. Reagan, her mom, his her mom is confused the entire time, saying, mm-hmm. "Who told you this? How do you know this? How do you figure?" Oh. She, Captain Howdy's the one that's telling. So, her. so all right. Oh, so now I've never picked up on that. Right, I'm so telling now, you, watching it twice wow. in a row, I'm catching all these so things. So now, so now, now get into that. 
Mm-hmm. So they take out the Ouija board, which, by the way, fantastic joke that I have in my side. <laughs> so they, they bring up the Ouija board. Shitty mother right? moment number one. Shit, right. They bring up the Ouija board. And See, the, I, I have a huge gripe with that. Oh, I'll get. I'll uh, give well, you my well, whole yeah. list of oh, why she's yeah, a we, shitty we mother. Got a I think list. she's a shitty person. I don't think she's a shitty mother. Oh, she's an actress. That's okay. a given. So <laughs> we um we get to the to the Howdy whatever who, whatever uh, Captain Howdy Captain, Captain Howdy. Howdy um and this is the problem that I have with the entire my biggest gripe with this movie is how did the demon come into this house. Is it the Ouija board or is it the house that they show us the light going off of in front of that the house is just possessed? The house is, there's a demon in the house no matter who goes in there. Or was it the Ouija board? We don't get told this. And I'm very confused as to what happened. Okay, and and my, my answer to that lies in a deleted scene that was reinserted into... Uh, the version that you've never seen before, but that's the version that I saw today, right? And when when Father Maris, uh, when Father Marin and Father Karis are on the stairs, and Father Karis is at a loss, he goes, "Father, why does this happen? Why this girl?" Father Marin gives him an answer that sounds generic, very, very, very generic, but is so true. If 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 you believe in this stuff, which is, I think the point is to make us despair. Why her? Because she's a child, because she's innocent. Okay, because forget about why. See, forget about why. That. How? I'm. I. I, I to the, me, the, the demon chose at. See, to me, the implication. That's the issue that I have, man. To That's me, a big fucking story. The implication. Plot hole, man. But if to, you've ever known anyone who has ever had something odd or supernatural happen, they're very ordinary people too. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you don't have to. I'm not saying you have to be special. I'm saying there could have been. There could have been an. There could have been a. The mother was shooting in Iraq and got a uh, fucking something from a store that didn't realize that she invited the but demon in. But that's the whole point of that's that's the whole message of the movie is that it, it, it can happen to anyone and it can happen to anything. And the only thing that's going to save you is God. So what's the point so of bringing the Ouija board into the into that, the, in, okay. in, in, introducing the Ouija board into the movie? Because can I, can it introduces I, Captain Howdy. Can I explain? Can I, Captain the, Howdy is, is okay. Pazuzu. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, the, Jeff, what, 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 what I'm trying saying? to say is it's implied that the Ouija board is what summons him because because her mom's like, where'd you find this? She's like, oh, I found it. I found it in the closet. And she's like, right. have you been playing with it? Yeah, I have been. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, OK. And because there's already at that time, look at the 70s. There's the mystique of the Ouija board. Right. So that's that's nobody his, turns me, the Ouija board around in the 70s and notices the Milton Bradley logo <laughs> snapped at the bottom <laughs> of the fucking board. So to me watching it. I that's how I correlated. It's a tool okay, of the devil. She summoned him she, unintentionally. Unintentionally, she played with it, and because even her mom says, "You, you want me to show you how to play it?" No, shitty mom, don't show your daughter how to summon the devil. But sure, she's like, "No, I, I I've been playing with it already." Oh, but you need two people. No, I don't. Captain Howdy, right? And it's like, okay, so that's how to me, that's implied that that's how he came in. You was know, it's it, weird. Was it, it's still random. You know what's weird? Right. Summoned. You know what's weird? Thomas Milton from Milton Bradley, he went by uh, Howdy. 
<laughs> I love that. Uh, that's uh, not true for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> listen, like, somebody's, really? somebody's Googling Whoa, the fuck out of this. Hold on. Hold on. on. Thomas awesome. Milton just made that up. And then there's there's just like I, random... That's a big story yeah. plot for me, man. I, that's I a don't, big plot I hole. See, for, for me, I don't think of it as, that's as a, plot a plot hole at all. Here, here's my issue. Here's, and here's my issue with this. Because the devil or a demon or anything supernatural will choose to target whomever... Whatever, right. for no reason. But you, as a movie, as a movie goer, I need to know that. For, I don't as a think mo- you do. I think you personally need to know that. But you, as a movie goer, doesn't need. To yeah, know I do. You know, you, here's my biggest tip with this, with all these inconsistencies and what I find very glaring plot holes, is on a personal level, David, you have an issue with the plot holes in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. To to me are which are very, remember when you've told me the plot holes and I agreed I go yeah there is a plot hole but it's not a big deal to right. me these are much more glaring plot holes but you seem to be okay with them no and I'm I, I'm not okay with it because I don't agree that that's a plot hole not okay at all. so how about this but, oh, we'll, we'll jump the whole, we'll the jump whole Iraq thing is a plot hole. The, uh, the, a lot of misinformation not given. You don't know who the guards are. You don't know what he's looking at. You don't know who you he don't, is. You don't see, know who see, he is. See, that, you don't that, know the statues. That, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a plot hole. I would say. I would say that there. It's. It's not. It's not explicitly told to you what's going That's on. That's a plot hole, man. It's That's a plot, a plot hole, hole, dude. You don't even know if he's actually did that. Did that statue appear in front of him instantly? Magic. See, oh. and, and again, that I think that that's something that's left up to interpretation because when you see the statue, the second time in the film, at in, the end. in Reagan's room, right. Did that statue actually appear there, or was that Reagan? Oh, I didn't get that at all. I got that fact that we, as the viewer, saw the statue just so that we know what possessed her. Exactly, and I think. So that I don't think it actually was I, in the room. I think that that's exactly the same thing that happened in Iraq. In Iraq, Father Marin looked out and understood what had just been unleashed, and that's I, represented I, I, that's physically. Huge, I and that's represented physically there. with the statue. That's a huge plot hole. But, but N- Neri, if you just said that that statue, you took it that second time around as implying this is what has hold of Reagan. Why would it not be the same thing at the beginning of because the movie? Because because it doesn't have a hold of anything in the, in the beginning of the movie. Now, no, but it's if just it would have released. Now, it w- now here's the thing. But it's, if, and again, now, this is now, why, this if is it why I say been, that this movie rewards multiple viewings. If because it would have been, you see that the second time around, you're like. I get it now. That's that that statue is not there. That is a, a a physical representation of what I think has it would have been, been the other unleashed. way around. I think if it, if in Iraq he walks up and he sees the statue and like touches the statue, then at the end when you see the statue metaphorically in the room, you go, "Oh, that was the same shit that he unleashed." The but, fact that but, you don't make the, it clear the, head, the first yes. time. But that is clear because the head that he finds in in David, in, in how are you going to tell me that it's clear when I'm watching a movie today and I'm not understanding because it was what's clear happening? To, because it was clear to you've me. seen it a thousand times and you've and you've done read the books and you've and you've watched the the sequels and you've watched documentaries. So to you, it would be more clear so than somebody who just watched it once. That's an issue. I don't. You've done homework on this movie, I so you know, know backstory. I don't know that it's you know it's for Zuzu. We don't know that as as watching this movie. I don't think the name matters. But you're, my, you're, I'm giving you're, you an example. You're getting I'm giving, misinformation. I'm giving you're getting you an example. I'm giving you an example of information that you know that us as a viewer for this one movie for this one time yeah. wouldn't know. I'm I, giving you an example yeah. of you know Pazuzu. We don't. I under, Random I people who watch that. the movie are going to think it's the devil. Because she just refers Absolutely. that the devil. I, I, I thought I thought it was the devil too. Right until you watch until you a watch movie episode until you watch movie, sequel two and three. When they, but here's like, here's here's why I'm telling you that for me, 
it's not a big deal, and it's because none of that takes away the scariness of the film. You're right. It doesn't. Right. No, you're absolutely right. It, it absolutely. Because, that's why because so much of this movie is based on faith and what you don't know, and to to no, I don't think it's because of that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. I my disclaimer in the beginning of the movie was I agree with you. I'm echoing your thoughts. It's a classic. It's uh, iconic, um, and it is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I thought it was the scariest movie I've ever seen up until today. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from the scares. You're absolutely right. I mm-hmm. I don't think that any of these what I consider plot holes take away from. The, the scariness of the movie. You are absolutely right. I was still scared today watching it at 11.30 in the morning. Right. My dog started barking at the UPS guy that was like, that was on the other side of the door and I didn't hear the UPS guy because our doorbell doesn't work and they're just barking at the door, both of them staring, barking at the door and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. I was scared shitless today at 11.30 in the morning. I'm telling you, as I come wholeheartedly agree that these what I consider proud holes do not take away from the scariness of the movie. However, I don't think it has to do because of the religious or anything that happened. I think it has to do the scariness of the movie. The brilliance of the movie is the filmmaking that they did a phenomenal job with the scare portion of the movie. Not the story, but the scare portion. The fucking flashes of of whatever his name is. Of his face. Yeah. Uh, the flashes of his See, face. And I have a problem with with because the, they added more. Yeah. yeah. I think they only need all the only one they needed to put was Reagan in the and we'll segue into another major plot hole. Major. The the medical treatment, the medical exams that she's doing. There, you can see where the de- where the demon is starting to right. take hold. That's the only time they should have shown that. No, face. the other the other one the other one that I like too is the one where they close the door. Yeah, and you see and you his see, face on the you door. You see his for- face on the door. That's another one where okay. I'm, anything other than that, I don't think you're needed. You're right. Um, but it's, I, I it's like, I like, I like, out of me. I like the one where, uh, where the lights are flickering in the house. See, but I, to me, just the lights flickering. I under, I, it's implied that, that it's him. whatever's that it's going him. on. To her I, I, is I'll doing tell you that. what, I knew that face was coming. And even on the last time I saw this movie, I still jumped when I saw it. You know, that's a oh, makeup no. test. That was a makeup yeah. test. Yeah. It's, it's the same, it's the same lady who played Reagan throwing up uh-huh. and did the crab walk. Oh, is it the crab yeah. walk too? Okay, mm-hmm. oh, so that's the, that's the that's she's the one that they, that's the contortionist. Yeah. Yes, the one that they get to open the safe from the inside in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Got it. <laughs> she almost got blown up. Right. She almost she got, got blown up because the remote got the battery. Was um. Stuck. So okay, here's here's one major <laughs> okay plot hole. Tell me at what point in the movie was there in up until the te- medical testing. Where there was any inclination that there was some concern from that mother about her daughter. Here's my question. Because there better, was... Here's a better question. There was no point. point before, they were hugging. They were kissing. Yeah, before... They were happy. I think the way he, he's wording it incorrectly. Sorry. At what point in... At what point before she gets test taken, the first round of test, mm-hmm. at what point in that movie should there have been concern enough to take, to have those tests done? She simply said, I can't sleep. And the very next scene was, she's getting an a array of tests. Final tap. A CAT scan. Well, and, I'm, he, and you're like, what the fuck? What? How does... Yeah, every <laughs> scene leading up to that was laughing, talking about riding a horse. They were wrestling. They were joking. They were planning for, out stuff. For me, what, what I think it is, is not that she said she couldn't sleep. It's that she told her mom the bed was shaking. Right. And here's shitty mom point number two. Her mom gets up. She goes, why are you in my bed? I couldn't sleep. The bed was shaking. Huh. Okay. 
Scene ends. <laughs> Scene ends. Well, she's on her way to work. Shrugs. Oh, okay, that's fine. I will stop my way to work if my daughter says the bed was shaking. But but here's 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 where I I think if my fourteen year old daughter says that, my five year old daughter says bed was shaking. I'm like get the fuck out. You don't right. Know, you don't know. What but, you're but, about. but but so, she the way she thinks is what's what's going on is she's just lying. No, yeah, but you no, don't, no, but you no, don't no, find no, 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 she tells she tells she, the doctor she tells the doctor, she tells the doctor she's that she's not, been lying. No, she tells the doctor. Um, does that have any effect on 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 because she's not known as a liar and she's and she's like, what do you think about her vulgar? And she's like, she doesn't curse. She doesn't right. use those words. So she flat out tells the doctor that she's not a liar and that she doesn't know. Well, her no, she be. does say I will agree with him because I want when I watched mm-hmm. again today, she does say would that would that account for the lying? Okay. And then he's like, and he's like, what do you mean? And then she goes. She said the bed was shaking. So, but the scenes before that, the only time that there's so your ever kid lies well, to you. I, I, I will, I so will your kid lies to you, and you where, and you put him through an array of tests. Well, this hang on because this this test. is where this is where no, what you're what you're talking about around. not really connecting scenes, leaving these gaps there. All right, um, and I I will agree here. There are spans in time where you don't see what is, what's what's going on. Because she inquires about uh, the exorcism, so you see, like holes, and then and then she tells the she tells someone, "Oh yeah, last week this happened to my daughter." So what happened in that amount of time? We don't really know, and 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 I will agree with you there in that we could have filled that with information. She could have given some backstory. Oh yeah, so doctor, yeah, she's she's been lying about the shaking of the bed, and she's then, been coming to my room for the last week. That's one line yeah. that explains a lot. Yeah, uh, the only thing, the, her only yeah. thing that she tells the doctor is, would that account for the lying? I and that's and, everything else. And we get that, that and anything. we get that after the scenes of the test. Right. You go, what the fuck is happening? Well, Why is but, she giving but tests? But they they haven't done any of the serious tests on her at that point, dude. They, all she all she, she had she, a math test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. She had a math. T- and then this I, is, I will I will say to me it seems a little extreme to take. A uh, little, and considering that they don't show well, he, any right. They don't. That, all, all, you, all you really know is that the bed was shaking. To me, that seems extreme. To take your daughter in to to the doctor to get her checked out. I mean, I I guess I can kind of understand because it's not normal behavior. Your daughter never lies, and now you've caught her in what I have to assume is more than one lie. But you don't even you don't even react like it's. And a here's lie. my thing: you don't say stop joking or something like that. You just say, oh, okay. So and then it goes to the next scene. So I'm like, and then she doesn't even care. And I, and I can't. I don't know how much of the following what I'm about to say is a uh, bad writing, bad directing, or 1970s medical procedure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these were so bad. These are so bad. Oh fuck. Uh, we think, uh, yeah, it's uh, you're pretty uh, run of the mill nerve disorder. Yeah, that's 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 1970s. Wait, hold on. Wait, I'm not done. If, <laughs> if it was just that, I would fucking let that go. It's your pretty average, you know, run-of-the-mill nerve disorder. Well, um, so what are we going to do? So we see a psychiatrist? No. Here's some Adderall. Ritalin. Ritalin, Ritalin I'm Ritalin, sorry. Here's some yeah. Ritalin. I'm sorry. Isn't that prescribed by fucking psychiatrist? That's a, so now you're talking about nerve. Because that's for ADHD. And, yeah, not, not, now yeah. you're talking about nerve disorders. Which is psychiatrist diagnosed, and um, and you're saying, and you're prescribing Adderall, which is something that psychiatrists do, 
But you're saying, and the the the, psych, the doctor's exact words were like, "Oh, that's a diff- that's another f- that's not my area of expertise." I'm sorry, what? So are you wait? So you're prescribing something that you have admittedly just told me is beyond your area of expertise, and when I ask you, should I go see a psychiatrist? You tell me no, and then when I ask you again in about 45 seconds, you again say no. So how much of this is shitty? Directing, writing, and or seventies medical procedure. I think. I think the because is, he does a job of a this psychiatrist. Is of, this is one of those cases where you have to where you have to remember that you're watching a movie that was made in in the mid seventies. Right. And he was smoking a cigarette uh, in the doctor's office. Psych- oh no, like that's that's the kind like that yeah. kind of shit. I go. Oh, that was back in the seventies. Psychiatry 70s. and psychology were not respected the way they are today. Those guys were still seen as as quacks. As, as quacks. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, listen, your brain is fine. This is the problem. Yeah. It's got to be something related to your physical. Health. It's the uh, you know, cerebral lobe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and then they do they the do, cranial lobe. They they do uh, cranial lobe. They do. It's the, like the fucking writer only knew three medical terms. <laughs> but but the, but and, say, and but nerve they, nerve they nerve do, one. They do the EEG and everything comes out fine. They're like, oh well, you know, there might be this, there might be that. They they do really truly exhaust every single possibility without thinking. Let's go see a psychologist. Because Let's go see shook. a psychiatrist. Because at that time, what what people there's a reason why they're still called shrinks. That started back then because that's what that's what the perception of these guys were. Which is why he says that's your last resort. But then why, if you're if you with 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 you saying that, then why is it that the, that they make it a point that the church that with 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 Karis that he's they, that he says. When he's talking to her, when she finally meets up with him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, so wh- why'd you become a priest?" And he goes, "Actually, it was the other way around. I became a priest first, and then the church sent me to study to become a psycholog- a psychiatrist." So there, they they felt the need, and they were saying he was having this, which is a under a, a major overlying mm-hmm. theme of this movie, which is the crisis of faith. Yeah. Right. He oh. had this crisis of faith in the bar, <sighs> and mm-hmm. is telling the other priests like. I, I this is not for me. I can't do this. And he's like, you're you're the best person we have. You're the per you're you know in your field. You're the psychiatrist. Yeah, he's like, we'll send so you there is another a little boy we'll shown send, in that movie. We'll send you another little boy to your. To but your notice, room. notice who it is Nothing. that is respecting. Nothing. I didn't hear you. I was talking. Yeah, and saying yeah. Sorry. I was literally giving a joke. I'm like, we'll send you another seven year old to your room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, but but notice notice yes, who it, in, yes. notice in the film who it is that respects the uh, psychology. It's the church. It's the church. Right. No, right? I'm okay which with is, that. Which so is, I'm okay which with is, that. Which is you know, uh, more or less propaganda. Right. Right. Like, listen, where are the answers to your problems? It's going to be found in the church. Right. So, so right. So my question. So then, so that's one question because that was a legitimate concern. I'm like, wait a minute. You just told her not to go to a psychiatrist, but you seem to be doing a job of a psychiatrist, in which mm. you just admitted you're not a psychiatrist. So it's beyond. And he even said it's beyond my level of expertise, and I'm like, beyond my level seems to indicate to me that you acknowledge that it's something beyond you, not beneath you. To me, right. That's again. So okay. I think it's a nice way of dissing psychiatrists, right. but you okay, know. right, right. Back in, throw some shade up in that bitch. All right. <laughs> so then, remember it was, uh, it was the seventies. They were nicer back then. Seventy, right? Um, and then he go, she, the bed shakes, right? Mm. 
the mom gets on top of it because you know that's what everybody. Yeah, does. you don't grab your kid and run out of the room. You you no, you, you ride go on shit like, like a ride. Mr. Toad's <laughs> Wild Ride. So <laughs> you ride you're gonna get shit. on there and hug her instead of taking her away from the the, yeah, the furniture that's, that's moving on. Pin the her down to the car that's running over. Strike three for <laughs> shitty mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the car is gonna run you over. Let me pin you to the car that's gonna run you yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. As opposed <laughs> to getting you off of that car, but whatever. <laughs> so she, the mom rides it, which I understand why they did that because they want to set up the very next scene with right. the doctor, which she tells the doctor. Doctor, what about the the bed was shaking? And she goes, and the doctor goes, listen, this isn't about a bed. It's about her brain. And the mom goes, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was on it. I just finished telling you I was on it. I just finished telling you the bed was fucking shaking. This is not in her head because I was fucking on it. See, I... But let's do a spinal tap. I, I don't think this is a plot hole. Holy this, shit! Can you, I explain myself? Love is or, blind. Or are you just gonna? I'm just. It? I All just right. said holy shit, man. I'm not. I'm not saying don't explain yourself. This I'm is, just saying holy shit. I can have a reaction I, to what I you want, just said. I want to explain why. Sure. Okay? I'm still gonna have a thank reaction you, you for, to what you just said. Thank you for joining the last episode of. I, I still want you to explain. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying don't explain. I'm this saying is, I'm having a reaction. Are we to not open comment. for debate here? We are. Okay. We are. are we? Okay. Listen, man. You're not I'll the center of horridom, okay? <laughs> I. <laughs> I. Um, the way I see uh, Chris McNeil in this film is a woman who is trying to exhaust every possible logical. Right. Explanation for what is going on. And in her mind, at that moment, it is easier and more believable to say, you know what? Maybe I imagined it too. Maybe I'm going into this psychosis with my daughter. Maybe the bed really wasn't shaking that much. But, but you know? maybe that's something that should be portrayed in two ways. One of two ways. A, dialogue. By her saying, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I imagined it. That that's a one, one line. line. That's one line. That. Or two, acting, and she should give that face of. I right, see. There, her, there. I'm going to disagree because she didn't in, give that in, face in, in the dialogue. Sure, because there's nothing to give that away. Right. This is something that I've understood from my very first watching of this movie, and has intensified as I've seen this movie now as a father, who I tried to put myself in her shoes when I was watching this you movie. You purposely tried to put yourself in her shoes? It was really difficult. That's... <laughs> I, no, I don't want to, like... I, I, no, I like I, the fact that you put your... Like, you, like, purposely go out of you. I'm like, I'm trying to distance myself from this situation. I, 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 I imagined, what would I do if I was faced with a... God forbid this would ever happen. If I were in a similar... God yeah, forbid. Knock, knock God on wood, forbid. You know? Uh, but I would probably exhaust every possibility... And if the doctor is telling me something that contradicts what I know happened, I might convince myself that the doctor is right so that I don't have to face the fact that something that I can't explain happened. Okay. Now, can you deliver that physically by a facial expression of maybe you coming to, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, when you uh, compromise? You come into a compromise. You come into a maybe he's right. Maybe I imagine. But I got it. that. I got that from. I got that from that scene. I didn't. I I got, I, I got the fact I, that she goes hmm, shrugs her shoulders and goes okay. What what see what I understood was resignation. She was like, I'm not gonna fight this. This this is a professional. Mm -hmm. You should listen to the professionals. If this is what the doctor is saying, he must be right. Yeah, because it's, it's 
and and again, this is the 1970s. Right. Okay. I get, no, no, I and, get, I get and, you. And 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 something something that uh that that I didn't think about until the last two times that I saw this movie. Um, she is a very prominent actress. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be involved in any sort of scandal, anything. So if it's a yeah, health on, issue, if you know, she blows up on Twitter. Forget about yeah, it. Fuck, <laughs> her career's over. You know. Uh, a sex tape That's one thing You know <laughs> But daughter possessed Jeez um, <laughs> Kind of hard to come back From that one <laughs> <laughs> You know So that's uh, Something else That, that I, I see That resignation in her And like Okay I'm gonna accept What you're saying I'm gonna accept okay. What you're saying Because I, I don't I don't wanna sound Like a crazy person I am a celebrity Okay Alright these, these are things Where granted It could really easily Be cleared up With a line of dialogue But and this is something that I enjoy from the movie. Obviously, you don't. I love that the movie makes you work for its message. I love that but the movie makes a difference you between work working, for the enjoyment. There's a, there's a difference between working for the message, letting me figure things out for myself, and never telling me. Mm-hmm. That There's a difference. And there's a, there's a line there. And I think that this is more towards the... Because here's the reason why I believe that. Because if, if from what I'm hearing from you and... And and Jeff is if you read the book or if you see the sequels, that information gets filled in, right? So therefore, it's not a sense of let them work for it. It's a sense of I didn't give it to them the first time, so I'm going to give it to them now. But you're you're also under the assumption that I enjoy the movie more because I know that information, and I don't think that I do. I, I was just lost. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie. Let, let me clarify that. Well, no, for and, what and, I say is the I'm third not, time. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you didn't, but I'm what I'm saying is that having the information that I have because I read the novel, because I've seen you know the sequels, because I've seen all the documentaries, none of that add anything to my enjoyment of the film. It adds to. The mythos of it. It but adds to it, it adds to the I, knowledge of it, and the knowledge sure. adds to the enjoyment of a film. The more, like, I, Not I pers- necessarily in watching it. Okay, I'm wa- when I watch Rocky, and I know that that's the first time the steady cam was used. I enjoy that more. That's that's how I know. Now I didn't know that the st- mm-hmm. that was the first time the steady cam was used. The first time I watched the movie, but now knowing what I know, going back and watching Rocky run up those yeah, steps, it's, it's something else it's that you something, can appreciate. It adds yeah. it adds to the movie. Right, now yeah. I understand that about yeah. the movie. When I when I understand when I watch Rocky and I and I see that the ice skating rink scene that they were supposed to be full of people and they didn't have money for the extra, so they made it. So he rewrote the scene so it could be one on one. That adds to it for me. It yeah. adds to it. All right, it. I, I can I can concede on so, that. Yeah, so yeah. then and then so let me get to this the 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 the, the priest, not the mayor, and the other guy, Karis. Karis. Karis goes to see his mother, right? Mm-hmm. His mother hurt herself, right? Her leg. Her leg. She hurt her leg. She hurt her leg going down the steps, right? The very next scene that you see the mom, she's in a psychiatric hospital, and you go, "What the fuck? That's not a home." And oh. then and yeah and then the brother well, the, her brother's saying telling who has Karen, the money for that he, he's like he's like yeah we um th- well n- before that he didn't the money thing he said later he tells him he goes um where they, she was kicking and screaming and refused to go and at a regular hospital they weren't going to put up with that so we sedated her and brought her here okay and then so she's in this insane asylum because she didn't want to leave her home. But there's no reason to leave her home to begin with, right? No, she her 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 leg got worse. Okay, her leg was infected. 
essentially. Okay. So but we, that wasn't told to us. That right. was something we got to gather. We got to quote unquote work for. Right? I'm, I'm asking because they because never I was, mentioned uh, what's wrong I was with her. No, they, they, they never mentioned what's wrong with her. But I mean, at, at least for me, that was plain to understand that something had happened with her. They couldn't take her to a hospital because if they took her to a hospital, they were going to reject her anyway. So they had to take her here. Okay. And then two scenes later, at the party, the guy's like, yeah, his uh, his mother died. Uh, she she died at her house. Apparently, she died alone. Nobody knew for days. What the fuck? What? So, that, yeah, this is what I mentioned earlier, that there, there are gaps in time right. that, they, that they don't fill in. Right. And would I like to see those things? Sure. But for me... I think if you just give a, a, a concept of, like, what's happening, not a lapse of time. Like, to me, it's like... Uh, it, to me, if, like, if you give a line amongst the brothers... Relax. She's in here. Her leg will be better next week. She'll get home. She'll go home next week. That's it. That's one line. Mm-hmm. You explain that she's going back home. To me, I see this old lady in a in a mental hospital. I think she's staying. And he right? even well, tells her. Well, he but, even tells but her. He does tell I'm going to take you home. I'm going to take you home. Yeah. Now, silly me thinking that the person that plays a key part during the exorcism, where the mother keeps getting brought up, she's a big part yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. You should see him deal with you should i don't i'm not saying you have to see the death but don't just make it a throwaway line at a party that it's like oh yeah he's had I a rough few days i also, says, blah, blah, blah. I also don't believe i also don't believe that he would go f- he would go days without seeing her and, well no she lives, she in, lives new in new york oh I didn't yeah get, i didn't get yeah that. and well but that's, they, that's, they mention it and th- here's the thing is you're right there's a lot of things that are just dropped in conversation yeah. and they don't really dwell on it very much yeah so it okay all right it it is, i'm glad that's right. why like yeah. I, again my whole point of this was not to nitpick was not to destroy right. anything my whole point of this was to ask questions because it's didn't problems get it. that we, you, i just we didn't saw get it. like because the thing is i do have an issue with the mother thing because of the fact that during the exorcism she is a big part with Towards Karis, but he She's, he obviously, and this is one of the reasons why he he's he's talking to uh, I think it's Father Dyer, and he tells him, "Listen, man, I'm done. I want to go back to New York and be with my mom." Right at so the he, beginning, yeah. He, right. he says, if, "If I were in New York, I could be with her all the time." You know, so she's she obviously weighs very heavily on him. He has that dream that dream about her, right? You know, that Catholic guilt. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I. I would have liked to see more interaction between him and his mom, especially um, especially if she plays such a big role at the end in The Exorcism. I don't think that we need it. I think that what, what you need to know for The Exorcism is well-established, but it would have been nice. Like I, I would have even been okay with a scene where he gets a phone call and goes to the morgue and he's crying over his mother. Mm-hmm. Something, something to show how much, and I'm don't, I'm. It is implied how much he cares for her. He says it, right? But something to show, okay, look how distraught he is right now at this moment. Because all you see is Dyer come, uh, Father Dyer goes into the into the room with some beer, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I should have been there for her. You can't beat yourself up." Okay, yeah, lie down, lie down. He'll take your Seen shoes over. off. Like to me, instead of that, give me. Him going to a morgue, crying over her, so you can see the distraught. You can feel so that yeah. later on it has more of an impact. To me, it was a cop out, just making it a, oh yeah, man. And it wasn't even like the big part of that scene. Obviously, it was mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, father, died. he's had a tough, a tough couple days. His mother was died. They found her a couple days ago. Oh, okay, cool. Now and then you have the director calling people Nazis. 
that was fucking weird, yeah. man. But I told you what I thought it was is that because you didn't really get that exposition, like I said, in that mm. scene where he's acting with her. Right. This is a way to draw attention to him. Yeah. Because he's the drunk guy at a party calling some guy a Nazi. Right. But and here's what I say. <laughs> if you're, because I'm watching a movie and I'm literally texting him when the guy comes in, which, by the way, I had to the explain wor- a lot to Neri. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what's going this, on? This movie moves, even, even though it is very uh, slow developing, it, it, it moves at a slow pace. It never dwells on anything very long. No, it, so mo- it's, it, it, it actually moves quite quickly. Right. So I asked Jeff, like, first of all, the guy who brought the news at this, what's the guy's name? The director. Oh, that Burke. Burke. Burke is the director. Burke. Okay, so the guy that brings the news that Burke died is the worst messenger, the bad news, the worst bad news messenger of all time. He oh, goes, so I guess you guys heard, huh? You guys heard, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys didn't hear? Burke died. Yeah, he got. Uh, he's on the. On, he fell off the, off the steps, cracked his neck. Yeah, he died. Oh my God! Oh, it's clearly affecting you. All right, peace out. And leaves, and you go, wait, what? That's how you fucking do. You just brought the news, and you didn't console anybody. You didn't go, hey, man, I'm so sorry. Here yeah, I'm is. sorry for your loss. No, let, deuces. Let me, let me fucking let me hug you. <laughs> let me pat you on the back. That that does seem like a scene that it's like, hey, we need to let you know that he died. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. So, there, but it was like the worst. He was like, hey, that guy that meant something to you, you died. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Peace out. Oh wait, hold on. I want to get another line because I got to get my quota for SAG. Um, <laughs> did you guys know? Oh, you guys didn't know? That's another line, right? We get, we're at five now. I get, I could get medical for the next and year. Uh, so anyways, so aside from that, which I thought was hilarious. In, in defense of the scene with Father Dyer and Father Karras, and I will agree that seeing Karras, because I think the guy's a great actor. Right. right. To, to, to see him crying over his mother's body in, in a morgue would have been a great scene. Um, I... I love the way that the relationship between Karis and Dyer is very subtly because everything in this movie is right. very subtle except for, hey, so I guess you heard. <laughs> yeah. You guys, um, heard, you guys heard, right? You guys got the um, I'm not saying to take away the Dyer scene. No, but I, I, it sets up that relationship It's trending well. on Twitter. So, so right. That, so <laughs> it's trending so, on Twitter. So that at the end... You know, Hashtag with, twisted neck. You guys didn't get that? <laughs> Um, Twisties. How many heads are going to turn 180? Um, uh, I.I.P. Burke. R.I.P. <laughs> Burke. When, uh, he was my favorite director. <laughs> when uh, when he finally says, you know, are, are, are you ready to make your last confession? Like, it's very meaningful. Right. You know, so. Um, well, okay. So, hold on. Before we get there. Can so we talk about the candlestick the, no, that I, turns no, into no, a flamethrower? I just want to talk about the Burke. And she just ignores it? Wait, I just want to talk about Burke. Hold on. Okay, Burke. So Burke, I don't know what's happening with Burke. When they mentioned, hey, did you hear about Burke? I swear to God, I go, who the fuck is Burke? Did they give Burke's name at the very beginning of the movie? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Is it a, Did they make it enough of a deal for me to re- remember who Burke was? Really? I'm supposed to remember who Burke was from that one scene? Be- what? Yeah, because what's even that? Reagan refers to him by his last name. Mm-hmm. She doesn't refer to him as Burke. Right. So everybody else is calling him Burke. Or the name is being used. But you see everybody says, else. Where's everybody else? The, her and the guy that said that he died. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's. that's every, I'm like, wait, where's everybody else? Because I heard his name twice. Yeah. One of them, I wasn't paying attention because he was in the beginning and, of the oh, movie. Wait, wait. Lieutenant Kinderman says his name twice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're after right. he died. Who I love that character. After he died. After he died. Lieutenant Kinderman is amazing. maybe the best character yeah. in the whole movie. After he died. After he died. Yeah. yeah. So well, of course. So uh, yeah. So then I'm like, who the fuck is Burke? Yeah. What's going on with Burke? Who's Burke? So then. Jeff brings up the his opinion that he thinks that the whole scene of him getting drunk at the party 
is to make him memorable to the audience, to make you remember who Burke was, even though they don't say his name while he's mm. drunk at the party. To me, a better way of going about it, again, I'm not nitpicking. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm trying to say, hey, this this would be more understandable to an audience member would be if he was with her and they were like hugging during the party. And you know how when, when you're a couple, even when you're hosting a party, if you're a couple, you're inseparable. You're like, you know, both of you, like you're, you're working the room, so to speak, and both of you are working the room together. Right. That's what they should have done. Instead of randomly Nachi, he could stop. Yeah, because you don't get any backstory to that either. You just know it's some guy. It could just be some fucking guy that he's wasted. He's like, you look like a Nazi. You don't get any backstory on who the fuck that guy is. How does he know he's a Nazi? I didn't know that was. I didn't know he was Burke. I didn't know that was a director, and I didn't know that that was Burke that ended up being killed by 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 uh, by this chick until afterwards when I go. So wait, that was that the director that was thrown off the window? Oh, okay. like I'm piecing it together afterwards, but I'm just like, what, who the fuck? And then I, it leads me to believe this: Why would the the servant, the wait, the the girl, right, uh, the the maid, whatever she is, the caretaker? Which, by the way, aside from this yeah, one yeah. thing, fucking employee of the fucking year. This the chick. two her yeah. the best characters in the movie are the butler and the and and the well maid. The, the butler and this this is why Burke would know the butler. He is the only one who works with her all the time because but, when she leaves, he's the one driving the car. the The older lady and and the younger, hotter one, um, hotter because they're both hot as fuck. That old lady. Mm. Oh yeah. Like oh, the way yeah. you specified hotter. <laughs> I'm like hotter. Can we just say the hot one? But when I be hot, okay. All right. All right. You wouldn't throw it in there? No. <laughs> no. Um, they they me. they stay behind with the house. Right, right, right. But here's the thing: when they go, oh, what? Why the window was open? Where Where did you go? And they go, oh, I went to go get the medicine. I left Burke here. And then she goes, oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. And in my mind, I'm like, who the fuck is Burke? I don't know who Burke is in this very... <laughs> this is a very pivotal scene. You're leaving somebody alone with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, you asked, where, why did you leave the room? Why did you leave? And then she goes, oh, I went to go get the medicine. I left Burke here. Her sigh of relief, like, oh, okay, he's okay to leave my daughter with him? I don't know who that is as an audience member. I don't know who that is. So I'm like, wait, who the fuck is Burke? And it wasn't until afterwards, I, I kept asking myself, oh, did you guys hear about Burke? Wait, what? This guy's important now. Now he's important. But I don't know that because the one time they said his name was in the right. very beginning when he wasn't fucking important, man. So I'm like, what's happening here? So then it wasn't until afterwards, I swear to God, I felt like a genius. I'm like, ah, fucking Burke must be that guy <laughs> who was fucking drunk at the party. And he threw her out of the, and she threw him out of the window. That's what must have fucking happened. I bet you that's what fucking happened. And to which it should be obvious to everybody else, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't, because they kept saying Burke, and I was just fucking lost, man. I just think a lot of, I just. Do maybe, they explain why the Virgin Mary statue gets uh, messed up all right, so in the book? See, my the way I have to understand it is that Reagan did it. Okay. Reagan. You have to understand it that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that's this is the reason why I'll give you that uh, one. But because this, the th- cop says you th- you're thinking that the two are connected. Right. Right. It's 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 never it's never explicitly stated. In fact, explicitly, I can't... it's not even no, fucking. No, no, I'm, I'm ta- it's talking about the novel, man. Oh, Let me okay. Finish. Right. It's not ah, even, ah. I was gonna say it's not even whispered. Yeah. <laughs> explicit. <laughs> what the hell's wrong? With um. You? Yeah. It's it's never explicitly stated in 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 the novel either that it is her, but. Kinderman says that where he's like, so 
pretty sure, you know. The two are connected. The, the two yeah, are the those same. those two things are connected. You think it's the same person? Yeah, I think it's the same so, person. So yeah, it's 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 Reagan. So Reagan slipped away. That window's constantly open. Right. You know, so she slipped away. Here's my problem with that though. Mm-hmm. The demon doesn't even like holy water, even when it's not holy water. Right. Which but I she don't goes get into that. a church. But she's able to walk into a church. The demon's able to walk into a church, but yet even holy water that's not actual holy water affects her. I, that confused mm-hmm. me. Why yeah. she reacted to the tap water? That is confusing to me too. Because and 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 I and the the only way I can rationalize it is that you love this movie, so you're well, willing yes, to overlook yes, plot holes. Of course. Okay. No, that's see, cool. See that? I I'm think, totally fine. Hang with on, that. because that I think is a plot hole. Right. That's never really explained. Right. The only way that I could possibly think of an explanation, uh, and this and this is pretty far far reaching, right. even for me, is uh, is that. At that point, Reagan and the demon are kind of sharing mm-hmm. the the space, and so Reagan, thinking that this is uh, holy water, in the same way that the psychologists Give you say a earlier, pill. say you know, listen, it's all in her mind. So if she believes that she is possessed, she might believe that they can drive out the demon. But here's here's where the issue with that. I think that that's Reagan's psychology and not the psychology of the. But demon. in the scene right after, Karis is talking to her mother, and he says, "He goes, he re- it reacted to holy water, but it was tap water. That's mm. still not enough evidence. That doesn't, what does that no, mean? No, no, it's so he said it doesn't bode well. Right. Yeah. For proving our case, or that's right. what he said. It's, oh, okay. That's that's a big difference. Yeah. And here's my further reaching hypothesis on that aside mm-hmm. from it being a glaring plot hole i the fur the far-reaching i will i will agree that that yeah. is a plot hole and and to me the the far-reaching explanation to that would be this it was actually uh tap water and the priest told the mom that it wasn't to see her reaction okay that's again far fucking reaching man. yeah that's far reaching just to see what her reaction would be like hey it was tap water and then she'd be like, well, you know, whatever. Like, you know, just to kind of fake the thing. Right. Now, another thing that I found humorous, this is not a plot hole by any means, but I just found humorous, is the fact that he was like, look, in order to get an exorcist done, an exorcism, it's going to take a lot of fucking red tape. You got to convince with, there's got to be a case brought up to the board of... But you do see that. Yeah, yeah right, you got you to bring, yeah. bring a case, you got to bring a case up to the board of pedophiles. You got to bring, there's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> thing, right? There's a process, right? And so... Um, so that, that's like explained, like the explanation that he gives is like, fuck, that seems like a lot of work. This seems like it's going to take a lot of time, bro. And then when you see is one priest go up to the other priest, you assume that he brought the case, right? That he said, mm-hmm. Hey, because all you see is the end of the meeting where the other priest with the, I'm, a, I'm assuming the higher ranking priest goes, um, it seems like it would be like a bishop and an archbishop. It seems like, like it would that. be a lot yeah. more than one person, but whatever. Again, I'm again just finding this humorous. That the, the priest goes. So do you do you think it's do you think uh, do you think there's a case? And he goes no. And he goes hmm. Well, uh, so do you want to do the exorcism yourself? Yes. No, he doesn't say no. <gasps> to the tape. Okay. <laughs> right. He he tells he asks him, "Do you think that they're?" Uh, he says, uh, "Do you think that it's genuine?" And he says, "I don't know." He says, "But I think there's enough here to." Um, oh, he does say there's enough here to 
to warrant something. But he, but at one point, uh, where am I? Okay, so yeah, I, I, but I, okay, maybe I just, maybe I just heard it wrong. That's I, yeah, I, I, he doesn't say, he doesn't say no. Now I, I, to to go to what you were saying about. Uh, the red tape and all that. That it doesn't seem like there's a lot of red tape. It might be again <laughs> what you were what you're saying as a, as a deterrent, you know, as a deterrent. Like, hey, listen, you really don't want to do this. You know, this is an embarrassment uh, for the church. That's the cover on the mm-hmm. iTunes when you buy it. Yeah, her in green, way scary. Like that's like I think that's scarier than Pazuzu. Is it Pazuzu? Am I saying that right? Yeah that that is that is a that is a scary scary face. So I loved that's another that's another scene uh that was inserted into the um, uh the version you've never seen before. Uh-oh. Sophie. Uh-oh. ¿Qué pasó? Hey mama. Sleepwalking. She's sleepwalking. Yeah. The pause? power of Christ compels you. Oh boy. The power of Come Christ here, compels you. Ready? Come here. Hold on, let's pause. Yeah. Somebody, but he's, that's not, that's All right, and All right, we're so, back. So, so we we just we just listened to watch to, the to, to the dialogue. We watched the scene, and uh, the bishop, who I'm assuming is the bishop, asks Father Karras, "Do you believe that it's genuine?" He first says, "I don't know." Then he says, "No, not really." And then he says, "I've made a prudent judgment that this meets the conditions set uh, set down in the ritual, which is the the you know the the book for, for the, guideline, the, the, right. the guidelines, it, it the rules. It meets the guidelines." So. What I get from this is he's incredibly conflicted and he has no idea because he's trying to think about this like a psychologist, right? Right, uh, and not like a priest because he he does tell Chris he tells her yeah. uh, I can offer you my help as a psychologist I can't offer you my help as a priest and sure enough he ends up operating, right. and offering and like I said I, like I said I didn't find it to be a plot hole I start mm-hmm. I, I started that with saying I just found it yeah. to be humorous which like, there's a shitload of red tape man <laughs> and he's like hey do you believe in this no. All right, so we're gonna get ahead and get another priest, and we're gonna go ahead and like do it. And like, what? That red tape was not. There's only one dude on the desk. There's not even a a, a chairman. There's not. There's not like four people that you have. There's not a. Uh, a I was like, whoa. Well, the the other thing. So I, maybe you're right. Maybe he was just trying to discourage her from. Again, yeah. I just thought it was. I, I thought it was funny. And then, and then I'm again, not saying yeah, this in a yeah. negative way. I'm and not. And then again, for for this scene, you know, I think that he's going through what Chris is going through when she talked to the doctor, where. We have just heard him listening back to right. Reagan speaking, or I guess the demon speaking, right? right? The devil. Uh, the devil, yeah. whatever it is. No, the, no it's the, the devil, because as of this point, we don't know it's, it's the demon. devil. Right. It's it's said that it's the devil. Um, and, and I think um, he hears all these different voices, right? And then he plays it backwards, and he hears the name of a priest he hasn't met yet. Which is obviously a priest that the devil has met in that previous, right? You know, um, sweeping shot. It, right. <laughs> and how many? Sweeping the shots. nine sweeping shots. It was eight or nine in the first minute and a half. Um. So I um I see the conflict in him where you know he's. Oh he's, no, I see the conflict in him. He's he, he's thinking, okay, this can't be it. This can't be it. But every piece of. Of, of, except of the holy water pointing to it except the holy water which is why i think that holy water thing didn't really need to be there well and then yeah. and then there's it the other, adds to the conflict of course but you know then the other scene where there's one of the added scenes from the director's cut is him in a dark room 
on a headphones headset listening to tapes of her making it sounds like a Which phone is a call. Fantastic scene. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. It is. It is one of my favorites. One of my when he's making scene. a phone call to where, where where she's making like a phone call to her dad. Yeah, because he's comparing how she used to be because he didn't know her before mm-hmm. the demons. So where did they get those tapes of her because leaving he, messages to her dad? Because he's making obviously from the mom. I got that. I got that. That she goes. That he goes. What was she like before? Cause you know everybody says my my dog, my yeah. my kid's a sweetheart my kid's an angel and like shut the fuck up no your kid your kid your kid is choke weird nigga choke holding people in class you, right your kid's exactly. not a, your kid's not a, your kid's not a, an Fact. angel <laughs> so my point is that she was like no look these are the take you know like if there would have been today's technology if this movie would be made in today's day and age there would that scene would be would have been a video on an iPhone would be video on an right. iPhone that that's I'm okay with that because that's I see I didn't get that because that the, the mom the gave dad, him tapes I was just like. The, the dad know. is in the dad is in in Europe, so they're obviously making tapes. That's the way they used to communicate back then. It's like, oh, look at this, you know. And they used to write letters. What the fuck mm. is wrong with people? <laughs> um, God, Neanderthals! I swear to God. Um, but yeah, that, that that's that, I I I love that scene. And that's not only the scene of her talking like her the way she normally was, but even the scene prior to that where he's listening to the tapes of her speaking in quote unquote tongues, right? Yeah. Which is can we? Nobody questioned the fact that the other priest was like, "Oh yeah, that's English backwards." Yeah. Oh really? You're fluent in no, backwards no. talk. No, no, I wasn't a priest. What was it? He's wearing a jacket that says uh, 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 "University of uh, what the Georgetown University." Okay. Um, which so, uh, right there, right there. I think he. Yeah, he's he's listening to this at the university. Right, right, right. No, I know, but what? Right. See, see, it says Georgetown University. It's not a priest. It's a. It's uh, probably like a, a, a linguistics specialist like a or something. Or okay. See, yeah, he he went to him to see what it what sort of language it was. But, uh, okay, he's like a that, linguist. Okay, yeah. I, I, if it was a sound technician, I would have been like, okay, you maybe. know, with, with that skill, I'd say he's a cunning linguist. <laughs> <laughs> Scary picture. Moving around, moving yeah. around. Get away. Exit. Exit. Back away. Go to the menu. Go to sing. Thank you. All right, there we go. And, yeah. and I mean, let, one thing. One thing I'm gonna say. Well, we gotta th- wrap up soon. Yeah. So one thing I'm gonna say is what this movie does phenomenally is throughout. The, and I'll give props to the director on this: is that you never have really a sense of calm throughout the entire movie. Oh mm-hmm. no, that's the and, music, dude. That's and the, the music, music and I think effects. That's the music. Like, there's a part where Mar- it, there's a calm. And then the phone rings, but the phone ring is super loud. Yeah, louder than what would normally be. And then like the 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 imagery, like when he's going through Iraq, there's never a calm image. Everybody looks off. Everybody looks weird. Mm-hmm. There's weird. The music even is like scratchy violins. It's it's never something that's supposed to give you any sense of peace. Did right. Aaron I die? Huh? Did Marin actually die in that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You don't I, find out about in three until until three what happens. Until Exorcist Three okay. what happens to Because him. I'm watching this movie going, Is he dead dead or did she just knock him out? Or like what's happening? Like I obviously I think he's dead, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's dead. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. one it's one of those things where it's like you know, Another another thing where the movie's then, title I, character off screen death that really has no no impactful. But, but thing. here's here's the thing: is that he's not actually the exorcist. He's not the one who exercises the demon. The one who exercises the demon is Karis. Right. So, because yeah. when Karis has that medal, okay, I, right? I, his, I didn't know that. Right. So, um, and if you go back to the scene, I don't know if you want to. No. <laughs> um, Karis is wearing that medal, and you see right. it. You see it drop right. from from within his his sweater or his shirt or whatever, and. 
in the struggle with uh, with possessed Reagan, the metal gets ripped off of him, and it falls to the ground. And at that moment, which by the way, great scene of an adult man whooping on some yeah. fucking little girl. Yeah, no, he he loses it. He, he he's, I love that. He is not. He's not. He's not a good priest, but he he said he's not a good priest. Exactly. Yeah. And and but 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 he is, he tries to do the right thing right. always. He tries to do the right thing always and fails. He always fails to do the right thing. He's the Peter Parker of priests. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. You know. And and at that moment, he 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 tells he tells the demon, he tells the devil, "Come into me." You know. But I, I remember. He, I remember. He, he realizes. Yeah, here's my question, though. Is that enough to get rid of the demon? Just kills himself. Think, think of it. The way I see it is, doesn't uh, you have to watch uh, Exorcist two and three? Oh, I don't have to, my friend. And I would. Yeah, not. because that that's really cool. Yeah, it's. Not, I'm not saying again, it's good. It's ag- cool. <laughs> but uh, again, I don't think you need to know that for the movie, because I think it's just implied he sacrificed himself. Right. He had the demon possess him, and he killed himself because to him that was the last option that he had. Yeah, was he got it out of the person that he wanted to get it out of, mm-hmm. and he threw himself to the right. to his to he death. fought the he fought the devil long enough to be able to kill the devil. Right, you know, at least in that form. Right. And here's here's what I think is if the devil found satisfaction in destroying faith in someone by possessing a child. How much more faith could that? How much more happiness or fulfillment could the demon, could the devil get in destroying by a possessing priest? a priest? Right, exactly. Right. How much more faith could the devil destroy in others if it had control of a priest? Right. And that, like you said, plays a major role right. in some in some of the later Exorcist movies. So, um, so I to me that was I didn't get that on the first viewing. On the first viewing, I was just in shock at what I was watching. Oh, no. In the first viewing, what I got was, oh, he killed himself. And then I go, is that enough? Because I've seen, like, Fallen, where that's not enough in Fallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Spoiler alert. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's where that's what I just asked. But, and, yeah, I, again, man, great movie. I, 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 I dug it. I think it's, it definitely had a lot of plot holes to me. I just, I was, every time I saw what I found to be a plot hole, I just laughed knowing that I'm like, and he has a problem with Suicide Squad? Because this shit is really convoluted, well, and, man. And, and, and again, this is really convoluted. I... Pacing is an issue with this movie. The, the, yeah. the only thing I would call plot hole is is the holy water thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else I would say is it's not fully explained, but there is a connection between one thing and another. That you have to work for that connection, mm-hmm. that you have to watch the movie multiple times to, to, to really truly understand... I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I, and, I, and, oh, I didn't have a problem think, with it, but I, I didn't have a problem with Suicide Squad either. <laughs> you see my difference? No, no, I'm not. I'm not trying. I, to, I'm I also, not. I also think that the level of of acting and and directing and writing between this movie and Suicide Squad is like well, writing, apart. writing and directing. I, I will disagree with you. I acting mean, way better in Exorcist any day of the week. I, by all means, I mean Oscar winning Ellen Bernstein as Chris McNeil. You know. Again, I, acting, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm, you. I'm, I'm supporting yeah, what you're okay. saying. I'll tell you what didn't win the Oscars of directing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, my, see, I think is an Academy Award yeah. winning movie. Uh, yes, it yes. is. I think that the emphasis, the We're emphasis. An hour and 50. Okay, I think the emphasis was on the wrong syllable. No, the emphasis, <laughs> the emphasis was on, in certain cases, should have been more toward, i.e., the mother. 
Right. St- there were certain sc- scenarios where there should have been an emphasis oh, yeah. more on and something. And two priests like- go into the, 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 for the first exorcism, right? For the, mm-hmm. you know, the very first time that, that Maris goes into the house. Two priests go in. There's like the caretaker. There's the butler. There's the mom standing outside the room, right? Mm-hmm. Two priests go inside. A bun- all hell breaks loose. Doors are breaking, almost breaking completely open, cracking wood. The ceiling is about to come down. They come out. Okay, let's take a break because, you know, Gatorade and shit helps everybody. So let's take a break. So they walk out of the room. Mother is nowhere to be found. I'm like, what? That's an did issue you, I had too go, is that she was so You got to go catch up on your soaps? What, was, are you, what are you fucking doing? She was so prominent throughout the movie and caring for, like you said, for, for mm-hmm. Regan that, for Reagan. And then suddenly when it's, the shit show. Yeah. I was hoping. Uh, why is she not standing outside I, the door? I would not have expected her to be in the room. No, no, not in the room. Standing that, outside the door. Well, here's, here, I, I don't, I don't know why she wasn't standing around outside the door. I but think she, she had her she soaps. Was, she was, she was at the house. Right. Because moments later, there is uh, one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. Because, like it, like it. Uh, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Karis loses his temper. With yeah. Reagan and and Marin tells him leave. He, Marin knows you're you, right now. You're not you're not in the place that you need to be. You need to go cool off. You need to come back prepared because otherwise this thing's gonna kick your ass. It's yeah. gonna get the best of you, and and it does, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, but he goes downstairs and he has that that conversation with. Uh, it's a very brief conversation with her mom, and you can see that she is so worried about her daughter. Yeah, you know that she's not standing outside the door. Fine, whatever. whatever. Yeah, but she's downstairs, and maybe it's that she can't bear to listen to what's going on, right? That it hurts her so much yeah. that she can't bear to, to 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 listen to it even through a door, right. right? And she she looks at him and she says, "Is my daughter gonna die?" Right. And there's that look on his face, that resolve comes right back into him, and he looks at her with, with steeled nerves, and he says, "No." And he gets right up and he goes back up there, and of course that's when he sees Not that my watch, that, yeah, that, that Marin, that, that Marin is dead, and he just loses it, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I now let me ask you this because this this movie we, was we big. can't go this long. Okay, sorry. We can't go this long. We can go two hours. That's we're at two hours now. All right. Okay, so, I'm just trying to help you out, man. No, no, no. This is fine. your podcast. Yeah, this is yeah, your yeah. your whole, but you made a point very clear and adamant decision prior to us recording saying I want it to be an hour, hour fifteen tops. Now that's not a, gonna happen. It's a first <laughs> it's a first episode, so we had to do introductions. So I'll give you an hour and a half. But two I'm just trying to help you out, yeah. brother, because I was this just what you say, didn't talk want. about well, what the movie was based off of. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, a nineteen forty nine case yeah, so that Blatty th- saw mm-hmm. in the Washington Post about a boy. Yeah, who had an exorcism in nearby Maryland. So he, um, Blatty, was a student at Georgetown. Uh, at Georgetown, right? And Georgetown is uh, is a is a college that had a huge uh, Jesuit faculty, right? Um, What's Jesuit mean? A Jesuit is, a, is for the order- listeners because I know what it Jesuits means. Jesuits is, <laughs> is, is, is an order is an order of priests. Okay. Uh, and uh, the the high school that Jeff went to is actually yeah. run by by the Jesuits. Correct. So. Um, they're they're known for being educators, okay. Um, along with the the Marists, which is the guys run the high school I went to. Okay. So, um, so these are like different factions, it's like the Jets and the, the, the Sharks. Right, 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 right. Different okay. different styles of education. Right, right. But but they're both. But they both have boy slaves. To, to, uh, right, of right, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like so, um, boy slaves for everybody. Boy slaves one for one of one of his professors Greatest in class was talking about. 
this exorcism because it was only the third time in the history of the United States that uh, that an exorcism had been officially sanctioned by the church. So I guess technically Karis isn't wrong in telling her that this stuff doesn't happen anymore because really it doesn't. Um, and I'm not sure if any official exorcisms have happened after that. Um but yeah, so he knew someone who was involved with it, and he became a comedy writer. Right, and uh, he wasn't having much success with the comedy, so he decided to do something a he little more. He kept throwing in demons in the middle of the joke. So it, weird, it didn't fucking go well. Huh? <laughs> 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 let me, let me. Let Jesus fuck you. Whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> what's sir, going this on? This is here? a children's party. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please, let Jesus fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you must always say please, because that is polite. Um, <laughs> it just matters. Um, do you think that's what the priest that abused the altar boy said? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Abuse, quote unquote. Um, what the fuck was I saying? I treat them right. Uh, right, so he uh, he wanted to write something a little more... He wanted to write a little more personal. and uh, And he, being a Catholic... Uh, wanted to write something about faith. And right. so this is what he chose to, to write on. He doesn't think of this as a horror story. Right. Um, and neither does William Friedkin. Uh, I guess he kind of understands what Blatty was thinking when he wrote this. Um, the last time that I saw this, last night when I saw this again, was the first time that I saw this and thought to myself, I can understand how someone would not think of this as a horror story. But it is still horrifying. And I sure. still consider it a horror story. I think it is the ultimate horror story. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I grew up Catholic, you know, so this is something that was around, you know, the, the, the idea of the devil and I was going to say, exorcisms. The devil in the welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the thing is that the the, the, the movie itself and when we're gonna wrap, but the movie yeah. itself, they, they believe it to be cursed. There was nine right. deaths yeah. associated during the filming of the movie, yeah. including two of the actors that died during post production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the both and one, of their one who had a child who died um, during production, right? And well, and both of those people that died in real life, their characters died in the movie, right? What? So which ones? Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> I have the name. There's only so many people that died in the movie. Well, it, it, was, a, it was a director. So it, it might was, have been the director. I think It was a final priest, right? Uh, whatever his name is. Karis. Um, Ma- it was, Karis Marin. And, it and was uh, it. Vasiliki Malaros and Jack McGowan were the two that died. So it would have been the driver, the the butler. The butler. Yeah. The damn butler, bro. The butler. Yeah, the best and character actually, in that Max, movie. Max von Sydow, who played Father Marin, uh... When he was casted as uh, as Father Marin, he was supposed to play this old guy. He was only in his forties, so they had to do incredible makeup on him. And even in the high def, like remastered version that I saw, that makeup is sick. It took longer to put his makeup on than hers. Yeah. Well, whose makeup? Uh, Father Max, Marin. Father Marin. That he's forty four years old, but they made him look oh, like no. an old man. Oh no! I was just gonna tell you. That's what I was gonna say before, like because I was like, wait, I've seen this guy before. Where have yeah. I seen him? And then all the stuff that I've seen him in, I'm like. He looks. The same. Why does he look the same? Yeah. Right. He looks yeah. like an it's, old man. Right. They nailed that that yeah. makeup because yeah. 
he he ended up looking like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you watch Force Awakens, you know, which yes. came out, you know, yeah. uh, last year, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's what he looks like. That's, yeah. Father Merritt? <laughs> Father Merritt, is that you? Like, I was like, holy shit. And, like, yeah. like, well, and, and that is what it won one of its Oscars for was was makeup and the right. other one was oh, special and effects. And like Linda, Linda Blair got so, hurt. So Suicide Squad, and they have a lot of comment in this movie. Yeah, they do. Plot holes, they, Academy Award for makeup. Yeah, yeah. All, right, all right. And Ellen Bernstein, one she is got... Good. <laughs> the one is the she suffered a permanent injury on the set. No, it wasn't a permanent injury. Yeah, it was. I, I looked it up today. Oh, I had always heard, she, read she, that it she, wasn't a permanent There was a heart. She still has back pain today. She when she gets slapped by by Linda Blair and launched back, the scream that she has is actual pain because one of the harnesses broke and it messed up her back. Mm-hmm. And it said it, one of the things I read today was that even to this day she says she still has back pain mm-hmm. because of that. And um, and then Linda Blair got her too. I give head. <laughs> well, but uh, Friedkin had that had that reputation on this film where he just. Pushed everything to the limit. Right. Well, yeah, he was Push shooting it guns to the limit. Stuff, right? uh, yeah, pushing guns to like, sh- or shooting guns to shock people. He, uh, Father Dyer, who is not an actor, he's he's a, a priest. priest. Yeah. Um, Which is Father Dyer? He was the guy who the does end, the confession the at, the end. at the end. Oh, the one that doesn't give a shit that his, the, the guy feels guilty. I should have been there. Shut up. You'll be fine. Yeah, that it's one. not your fault. Yeah. Take <laughs> and then he shoes. steals something. Him. Take off your yeah. shoes. Worst priest ever. Yeah, and then he <laughs> steals something yeah. and the guy's like... <laughs> Steal- stealing is a sin, father. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, Friedkin slapped him in the face because he felt that he wasn't getting the intensity that he needed out of out of, uh, out of that, that man. So he slapped him as hard as he could in the face because yeah. do it now. Yeah. And so the cameras were rolling and they just went and you, you see him shaking yeah. as he comes down to grab his hand and that's that's the response, the shock that his body went into after being slapped by by a full-sized man. And the house set caught fire and the only room that didn't burn was Re- was Reagan's room. It was built in a freezer. Yeah, they, they kept it at negative 30 degrees yeah. so that the when they're in the room right. and you, you saw the breath... Right. That was real. So this girl was in a gown. Yeah. In negative 30 degrees. They could, they could only shoot for like 30 minutes at a time or something like that. Yeah. And they'd have to reset it so that because their body temperatures would, would raise the temperature of the room. Right. So, I mean, the the, the special effects in this movie. Brilliant. Uh, they hold up today, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, I watched this and I thought there's no, there's no way you can make this movie better than mm. uh, as far as special effects. If, if I'm, I'm not talking about plot or narrative or oh, anything no, like no. that. Oh, no, no, I'm just talking about uh, they did make a better version of this movie. I'm trying to go back to it now. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. The hell are you talking about? All right, I relax. Know I, know what, you know, I know what movie you're talking about. Didn't I send you the copy? Yes. Of, didn't I send it to you? Repossessed. Repossessed. What's a better version of this movie? <laughs> did you see Repossessed? No, I didn't. <laughs> Put it on your list. Put, Put it on, on your list, list bro. Put it on your, <laughs> your list, bro. <laughs> Um, Repossess uh, starred. Uh, um, why the fuck am I not? Am I Leslie not? Nielsen. Um, Leslie Nielsen. God damn it! <laughs> I. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And Linda Blair. Um, yeah, she said that's her favorite movie that she's ever done. Really? Yeah. Um, she ended up doing Playboy when she got older. Did she? Yeah. Oh yeah, I looked it up. You should take a look at those pictures. Yeah. We'll post um, them on the Shiver Pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I, I uh, honestly, I do understand where you're coming from. Uh, it's not. It's I don't. Not, it didn't take anything away from the movie. No, no, for no. Me. I, and and I understand. It's uh, it's not an easy story to follow. It is definitely not an easy story to follow. There could I th- be. I think it's a great story if you have all the background information. 
yeah. If it, you have, if you've read the book, is. if you've read the book, if you've seen the sequels, it all connects. It's all interconnectable. That's it's like one of those, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a trilogy for the sake, for the lack of you know better word or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's a very interesting story. Um, I, for some reason, uh, when I saw this movie fifteen whatever years ago, I was only remembering the Exorcist part. Right. I didn't know remember the the hour that it took to get there. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, and it, it scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. It was a horror movie and it scared the bejesus out of no, me. No, it's a great, it's a great I, movie, man. I, love I mean, the it has its little, I love the build up. The, uh, another one that, that we mentioned, uh, in, in our, in our chat is, uh, the wicker man. Yeah. Uh, the not the Nick wicker Cage man one with, with, uh, Christopher Lee. Um, I think that wicker man is the only movie that I can think of. Uh, off the top of my head, of course, you know, I'm not, you know, making some sort of statement here th- where the buildup to to the climax is is as good as it is. I think that this movie progresses uh, at the same time so slowly and cautiously, yet at the same time, it never dwells on anything too long. And it, and, and it actually is moving at a breakneck pace when you stop and you think about it. I uh, uh, and like like I said before. Horror is something, in, in my opinion, where what you bring to it is what you're going to get out of it. And I've I've brought a lot to this movie because faith is one of those things that I have struggled with for a long time. I have even a hard time thinking myself as a Catholic anymore. Uh, you know, religion just isn't something that is really a big part of my life. I, I oh, then you're Catholic. Uh, right. <laughs> so, so I am. I, I am a Catholic. You, you know, Catholic. you know, uh, Catholicism is something that's always going to be with me. You know, um, and uh, I just this this movie sticks with me for for a lot of reasons, and uh, I absolutely love this movie for for what it does for me personally. The amount of reflection that I can. Uh, bless you. Thank you. Uh, the the amount of reflection that that happens watching this film, it's just, it's fantastic. Thank you, William Peter Blatty. Thank you, uh, William Friedkin. Uh, I, I love this. I like the movie a lot. I, I think it's I great. dig the movie. We, I mean, obviously, we spent two hours dissecting, dissecting a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I I do I do like the movie. I do I do like the. Movie. I still think it was scary as fuck. I see. I, no, no, no. I I'm going to go watch it's Disney. The scariest ever. I'm going to watch. Mm, no. I'm going to go watch Disney movies now because I do think it's scary. So right? legitimately, I got Iron Giant. You might want to yeah. watch that, dude. It's not Disney, but Vin Diesel. It's awesome. Um, so I, I, I hadn't seen it in years. So then, um, are we gonna are we gonna announce now at the end what the next movie is so people can? Yes, Jeff. Okay, what is going to be next? <sighs> okay, next so episode's film. I am going to go completely. Uh, opposite of something that's well known and super popular, and I'm gonna go with a movie that's on Netflix, and it's gonna be Dead Snow. All right. I've never heard of this. Movie. I have. Been I meaning, know you have been meaning to watch this one. I haven't seen this one yet. It's Nazis in snow, zombie Nazis. Okay. Yeah. And there's a sequel that, depending on how the, this one goes, Dead Snow Red versus Dead, which. I am not. I haven't seen that one, so maybe I'll <laughs> recommend that one instead. But but I don't know if we need context from Dead Snow for the first one. But um, what are they feeling? <laughs> I need Nothing. to know. They're zombies. <laughs> it's like, what's the reason for the building to go? Why why are they? Why do they want to tear down the building? Because I'm paying you to fucking act. So that's why they're tearing down the building. But anyway, but Dave, great pick. Awesome. Uh, pick. Thank you, man. You know, uh, and uh, and thank you for for listening to the premiere episode of Shiver. 
Uh, we hope that you had a, a hauntingly good time. And uh, we'll be back next time with Dead Snow. Oh, and I got I got the next real horror thing. Okay, the story. Well, we'll talk about that Selena? next week. No, uh, <laughs> no, we'll talk about we'll talk about it next next episode. All right. All so right. thank you for checking us out at Shiver Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Shiver pod make sure to follow us like us review us uh do all of that jazz thank and, you and all the other geek bro yeah on, it's uh, gonna be podcasts. on geekbro.net so make sure you go to geekbro.net check out all the other podcasts mamas and merlot mamas and merlot mount geekmore uh a heel. what's up bro house a heel what's good zeros on heroes uh did i miss anyone cosplay fame cosplay, cosplay fame. fame yes i did cos cos p-l-a-y-f-a-m-e so thank you very much and uh that's how scaring people is done Ha, ha, ha.